The following program is paid for and presented by John DeMassey. The opinions expressed are not those of Town Square Media or station advertisers. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John DeMassey. Welcome to the show that says, what season is it? Summer? Fall? Or something in between? I don't know. Maybe you know. We'll we'll settle on a season eventually, I guess. And if you thought you had troubles, how do you think Kevin McCarthy feels? And with that, we welcome you to another edition of Talk with a Purpose. Every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Also heard on 1450 AM and always online at WPGTalkRadio.com. Yes, we have a lot to talk about today here on the program. Like, well, uh, some someone's... Are, are, are phones working, Chris? Yeah, okay. Yeah, they're working. <laughs> Uh, Never a dull moment here. Uh, We have Atlantic County Executive Denny Levinson on our show today at 10 o'clock, and we're looking forward to that. And we'll tell you the story of Denny's opponent. (laughs) I'll tell you. Well, I wouldn't want to face Denny Levinson either. I mean, so I guess they just put up somebody who, okay, I'll run, but I won't run. So we'll talk about that, and of course, uh, Kevin McCarthy and the the fiasco in Washington and other things as well. And as always, the phone number here in the studio, 609-407-1450, 609-407-1450. And oh yes, remember the prescription drug scandal about, now it's probably about seven or eight years ago. Do you know that the, that the ringleader hasn't been sentenced yet? And now they postponed it again. We'll talk about that, too, as well. But, you know, you wonder where where justice is in this country. But that's another story. 609-407-1450. What I really want to talk about this morning, how I feel about the ouster of Kevin McCarthy as House Speaker. And I feel like Republicans shot themselves in the foot. And it's a big ouch. A mere nine months into their House majority, the Republicans have brought the legislative body to a halt. We're not going to talk about the next speaker, whether it be Jim Jordan or Steve Scalise or someone else like Hakeem Jeffries. Oh, yes, and we'll talk later about maybe Donald Trump. (laughs) It's it's, It's really something. But all in all, we are now facing the most important election, probably, as I see it, since 1980, uh, since Ronald Reagan and Jimmy Carter in 1980. <sighs> Look, it didn't start off too good for Kevin McCarthy. He won the election, uh, or, or the Republicans won the election and the majority by the slimmest, I mean the slimmest of margins. And instead of sticking together and solidifying the party, they've gone off in tangents. Thank you, Matt Gates and the hard right radicals. This is not the time for extremism. What they need is what they don't have. Cohesion, discipline, 
and leadership. And McCarthy, I mean, you kind of feel bad for him because he was doomed from the very beginning. I mean, what was it, 15 or 16 votes or whatever the number was? And would he be elected? Wouldn't he be elected? Will there be somebody else? And we went through that for a week. So maybe he was damaged goods from the beginning. And going back to, you remember this name, Newt Gingrich? He quit the post in 1998 during the Clinton impeachment fiasco. (laughs) We thought we had fiascos now. Boy, remember that? John Boehner departed in disgust, and so did Paul Ryan. But this, this is new territory. A speaker being tossed out by his own party. And you want to talk about dysfunction? So now what? The government has come to a halt, and it's not because of a government shutdown. It's because of a faction of Republicans who think they are going to win the presidency with a performance like this. A fight among themselves is a fight that they may just lose in the long run. And I'm talking about the 2024 presidential election. This, to me, okay, maybe maybe I'm crazy. But this is no time to be fighting among themselves. Rather, it's a time for unity. One message. And what we're getting is... I don't know what we're getting, but we're not getting one message. And sadly, this may be, and I'm not saying it is, but it may be a defeat for Republicans. And let's face as I said, this is an important election. I mean, an important, important election. I'm talking about 2024. If we allow... Joe Biden and the Democrats to for another four years. What what would we? Can you imagine what this country would be? And we're going to we're going to talk about you know the border and other things today here in the show. But I mean it's it's ridiculous where where this country is is going. And here are the Republicans instead of saying hey we're going to fight Joe Biden. <laughs> oh no, we're we're going to fight among ourselves. I mean, do you see where where this disconnect is? And you know, I mean, if it were me, I wouldn't have thrown Kevin McCarthy out. What good does that do? Because he sided with some Democrats to not shut down the government. So for that. We punish him? I, you know, I, I again, maybe I'm crazy. I, I, but I, I think logically. He got the job done, at least for now. He didn't shut the government down. But here we go. Oh, no, he, and, and Matt Gates. I mean, I, I don't know what to think of Matt Gates. But I don't think he's a team player. At all. And, you know, maybe that's politics. Maybe he just wants to run for something else and he's going to do anything he can to, to 
achieve that. But I, I just, I just shook my head this week and I said, "This is, this is really, really bad for the country." I think. And you'll see some of the things that we're going to talk about. I mean, this this border thing, you know, and now Joe Biden is going to build a wall. Okay, And and it's from a leftover ruling in 2019. Gee, who was in presidential power at 19? Oh, Donald Trump. So now Joe Biden is jumping on this bandwagon. I mean, do, do you see what this this is? This is just crazy. And I don't know what to say, except it's just dysfunctional. And dysfunction, to me, leads to defeat. And I hope I'm wrong, but that's what I'm thinking this morning. And with that, we bring in the one and only Seth Grossman, who panicked this morning and thought we didn't have phones working, but we did. <laughs> so, welcome to the show, Seth. Well, just because the uh, phone didn't, didn't get answered after 18 rings, uh, I had a little concern. But uh, <laughs> before I forget, uh, of course, I'm calling in for libertyandprosperity.com and whatever I forget to mention uh, in this conversation, just go to the website, look up our post. And if you like the post, please click the uh, Facebook icon or the Twitter icon to share it with your friends. And if you hit the Twitter icon, uh, even if you don't have Twitter, you get the link to the article or the post and, and that leads to, you know, then you could share that on your email or with any of your online newspapers. And, of course, we meet every Saturday morning from 930 to 1030 uh, at uh, Sal's Cafe in Summers Point, Groveland Avenue and New Road. Well, I guess the, to begin uh, your, your observation about uh, the, the disaster among House Republicans, and I, I think it's even worse than what you said. Uh, because, first of all, remember that uh, it was eight Republicans. You have like 218 or rather maybe 223 Republicans in the House of Representatives, uh, a bare majority of the 435 you had there. And basically, eight Republicans joined with 200 Democrats to get rid of uh, McCarthy. So why did the 200 Democrats vote with eight Republicans to get rid of Kevin McCarthy? Do you think they care about the Republican agenda, or do you think they want to destroy the Republican Party and uh, do their own agenda? So the mere fact that you have these eight Republicans who call themselves heroes because they align and vote with Alexia Ocasio-Cortez uh, and, and all the Democrats, and you know, wh- why is that a, a, a good thing? But what's even... Worse is your your two most unpopular congressmen in the country, Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor Greene, are now the face of the Republican Party uh, in the eyes of the media. So how how does that help? And and then of course there's a third factor. You know how did the Republicans win that narrow majority last year? Uh, that election, the midterm 2022, was a disaster. For Republicans. Uh, you, you had uh, Herschel Walker lost the Senate seat in Georgia. Uh, you, you had uh, in Pennsylvania, you had Dr. Oz lost in Pennsylvania. Uh, you had Carrie Lake uh, and her Senate candidate lost in Arizona. It was one disaster after another for Republicans nationwide, right? But, but what was the one bright spot? 
the one bright spot was that the Republicans took back control of the House of Representatives after losing it in 2020. Uh, am, am I am I still there? Yeah, you're you're. I hear uh, okay. you. Uh, okay. Uh, so, so what what caused the Republican victory in the House uh, when there were Republican defeats in the rest of the country? And it was just areas of two states, Florida and California, with Kevin McCarthy in Florida. Uh, they instead of uh, you know crying about stolen elections. They did all the tactics that you need to uh, work the mail-in votes and to get the people registered to vote. They did that hard uh, grunt work to win uh, four congressional seats uh, flipped from uh, Democrat to Republican in California. And then in Florida, you had Governor DeSantis. What he did is he redistricted the state to, to create more Republican districts by a narrow margin and then turned out to win this blowout landslide in Florida um, to, to give pick up an extra four Republican seats in Florida. So the two people responsible for getting the Republican majority in the first place were Kevin McCarthy and Ron DeSantis, and they're the bad guys, according to you know some of these um, Republicans. And and I really have to blame the uh, the conservative media, Fox News and Newsmax. For, for the way they slant the news. I mean, you have MSNBC and CNN. It's it's Biden and the Democrats are all good, and MAGA and Trump are, are all bad. But on, and with Fox News and Newsmax, it's the reverse. It's, uh, you know, Biden and Democrats are all bad. Uh, Trump and MAGA Republicans are all good. And anything that doesn't support their narrative doesn't get reported in news. And in many ways, uh, I think it's the conservative media took us down that path and we're actually going to do that's going to be a major discussion point at our liberty and prosperity uh, meeting this morning and, and that is if you can't rely on the left uh mainstream democrat media and you can't rely on the conservative fox news newsmax media either how are you supposed to get your information and one of our uh, members a guy called david Golov, uh came up with this brilliant computer program which we're going to introduce at the meeting uh he calls it my take live where you actually go to this site and they have he has all the top stories of the day in three columns an extreme left column and a far left column a far right column and a mainstream media in the middle and when you compare who's reported you know what's reported as news by one and not reported by the other you really see how both left and right are manipulating the news, and, and of course the mainstream is manip manipulating the, the, the news. But if you go through all three, you get a sense as to what's going on. So that's not on the website yet, but it should be on later on in the week. That sounds good. And, and it, it, it took somebody in your organization to think of that? I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you would think, uh, but, but like, in fact, that's how Liberty and Prosperity got started in the first place 20 years ago. We had a bunch of people who were unhappy with the Democrats, unhappy with the Republicans. So we were looking for an organization to join. We couldn't find one, so we formed Liberty and Prosperity, our own organization. And now one of our members got disgusted because he was looking for how you could compare different points of view on one website, and he couldn't find it. 
So he created his own, and it's pretty exciting, and hopefully next week I'll be able to discuss it in more detail. Well, sounds good. Uh, Sounds good. And and the next point, I guess, is you you mentioned earlier that uh, Atlanta County Executive Executive, uh, Denny Levinson, Republican, doesn't really have an opponent. I think you, you said something like that? Yes. Well, he doesn't need one because... He got stabbed in the back by his own fellow Republicans last Tuesday. Did you follow that? No, I didn't didn't hear that. What uh, happened? Well, well, here's what happened. So uh, you know that after the blue wave election of 2018, when Democrats took control of Congress, Governor Murphy declared New Jersey to be a sanctuary state. I don't know if you remember that. Yes, I remember. Oh, what yes. That meant, what that meant is that every police officer, every sheriff, Every law enforcement, every prosecutor uh, of, uh, office in New Jersey could no longer enforce federal immigration laws. So basically, even though the Constitution says that federal law is the supreme law of the land other than the Constitution, and even though every state, county, and local police officer has to take an oath to, uh, to follow the federal laws and the Constitution, Governor Murphy issued an order telling uh, basically, every law enforcement officer to commit perjury by ignoring federal laws when it came down to immigration. So anybody, any foreigner could be illegal, uh, illegally present in New Jersey, and no police officer is allowed to enforce the law. That's what it means to be a sanctuary state. So after five years of being a sanctuary state, New Jersey uh, became a magnet for illegal immigrants. And finally, uh, about a month and a half ago, President Biden said, I have a great idea. Let's bring 50,000 illegal migrants to the Atlantic City Airport in Egg Harbor Township. Yeah, I remember that. And, yeah. and of course, there was an uproar. So Republican and Democratic officials had a joint news conference in that courtyard in between Atlantic City Hall, uh, Atlantic City City Hall and the county building in Atlantic City. They all publicly condemned the idea. And Republican uh, uh, County Executive Dennis Levinson seized the moment. He had the county legal department prepare a resolution urging Governor Murphy and the New Jersey legislature to rescind New Jersey status as a sanctuary state and again allow New Jersey law enforcement to enforce federal immigration laws. It sounds like a pretty, you know, common sense thing to me, to me uh, right? Yes. Definitely. So, uh, so, so Denny Levinson's uh, draft resolution, prepared in proper legal form by the county attorney, uh, was presented to the uh, nine county commissioners. They used to be freeholders. Last Tuesday, seven are Republicans, two are Democrats. And guess what happened? Not one Republican commissioner introduced the uh, the resolution. And not one Republican offered to second it. And so the thing uh, died on, at the meeting without even being discussed. Uh, and, uh, of course, uh, Denny Levinson was, was shocked. He said, I can't believe they went south on that. Uh, so, so why did they do that? And, and I think it's worth mentioning that seven of those commissioners are Republican, two are Democrats. The Republicans are John Risley, Drew Parker, Jim Bertino, Frank Ballas, Amy Gatto, Maureen Kern, and Richard Days. Not one of them uh, was willing to publicly sponsor 
that resolution. And at that meeting, you had a whole bunch of maybe 20 or 30 advocates for illegal immigration. You had Christian Marina Rodriguez, the executive director of El Pueblo Unito, you know, the, uh, the People United. And when not a single Republican could publicly support a resolution opposing New Jersey's status as a sanctuary state, the proponents of illegal immigration in America cheered at that freeholder meeting in Northfield, or I mean that commissioner meeting, and, uh, and, and what did, you know, I'm, I'm just flabbergasted just talking about it. Like, what word would you describe, use to describe those seven Atlantic County Republicans? So, I'll be charitable. Uh, before I say anything, I want to hear what their excuses are. I want to hear what Denny Levinson has to say. And I hope these uh, seven Republicans will fix their mistake by putting that resolution right back on the agenda at their next meeting and approving it by a seven to two majority if the Democrats don't go along. Boy, that is a story. And I can't wait to ask Denny about that. <laughs> yeah, and- and by the way, this is the second time those seven Republicans did that to the people of Atlanta County. Back in June, they had a resolution uh, urging a moratorium on ocean wind. And, uh, and they dithered for about an hour because they didn't want to use the word moratorium. So finally, the seven Republicans agreed on some meaningless resolution saying, no, we want some caution and delay in the wind turbines. But they couldn't even have the stomach to say they opposed them. So those are those seven Republicans, and this is what they're doing before an election, when two of them are up for election this year. Yes. So uh, I'm, I'm curious as how, how they re- would respond. Well, I remember I had John Risley on, and I asked him specifically about that. And he said all we wanted to do was buy some time so we could look at it a little further. So I don't know if that's what they're doing here or not, but that's what the answer was. It, yeah, well, <clears throat> I'd like to know. And, and again, there, uh, by the way, there's a letter... Uh, in uh, in today's press of Atlantic City, uh, you know, by, by a guy called Stephen Knowlton, who says we've got to promote ocean wind to reduce our carbon dioxide emission uh, emissions that worsen climate disasters. So of course he's assuming that wind turbines would reduce carbon emissions, which they don't. And I just want to repeat these two simple facts of physics that they used to teach in public school in eighth grade science that they no longer teach. And number one, an electric power grid must be stable. It's like, uh, electric current is like a river of electrons and it's only usable when it's at a slow, predictable rate. So when you plug in your TV or microwave, the current has to be flowing at 110 volts with about 100 amps all the time. If you plug your TV into a lightning rod and wait for lightning to hit your TV, there'll be electricity there, but it would blow up your TV uh, if it hits and it won't be there when you need it. So it has to be steady. And the second uh, scientific fact is the relationship between wind speed and electricity produced is exponential, not linear. Now you talk to your average college graduate today, as a 20 something or 30 something, they wouldn't know what the heck you're talking about because that's what we're teaching. But it means that if you have the wind is blowing at 12 miles an hour and then it doubles and it goes to 24 miles an hour, 
you think you get twice as much electricity. But no, you get eight times as much electricity because the relationship between wind speed and electricity is exponential. And by the same token, if the wind speed drops from 24 miles an hour to 12 miles an hour, you don't get half as much electricity. You only have 12% of the electricity. So because you have that much fluctuation and that much variation, uh, if you have too much of your energy from wind turbines, either the grid is going to burn up or it's going to collapse because it doesn't have that steady amount of electricity. So to make up for that, whenever you have wind energy, you have to have gas turbines or oil uh, turbines picking up the slack. And when you do that, a lot of energy is a lot of fuel is wasted. But that's a simple scientific fact that you don't see uh, in these letters. And the other thing this guy said in today's letter, he said, uh, you know, we're, we have forest fires in Canada and we had a drought in Kansas because we don't have enough wind turbines. And, and there's no evidence at all to support that. But he says, I believe they were made worse by carbon dioxide emissions. So this is a faith-based religion. It's not even a uh, science. And uh, so, so this is, uh, you know, today's letter. Uh, and it just shows the ignorance that we have in our public schools. Oh, he also says that, uh, th that the people at the shore would benefit from wind turbines because the, uh, you know, the, the, the shore towns are in danger of flooding from rising sea levels. Well, I guarantee you that if, if, if the people living by the shore were worried by rising sea levels, that the cheapest real estate you could get in Atlantic County would be beachfront property in Longport, right. right? That's right. Because, but it turns out that's the most expensive property in Atlantic County. That's so, right. Which we, we, we have that. Uh, all right. So I guess the only uh, – oh, oh, the final uh, uh, comment I wish to make is the uh, – the crime that has become normal uh, here in America, and it's really tragic to, to talk about it, but yesterday a 13-year-old was stabbed to death in a public bus on Staten Island, New York, in an unprovoked attack by another teenager. Uh, last Sunday night, uh, a social justice activist uh, was stabbed to death in Brooklyn. Uh, they didn't tell you the race of the people involved, but if you look at it on video, it was just a random black guy with a knife just uh, attacked this guy, and, and he tried to, you know, to de-escalate the situation, try to protect his girlfriend. He was stabbed three times in the heart. In Philadelphia, a journalist who advocated um, you know, protection for the vulnerable, the homeless uh, people, and for, the, uh, uh, for LGBT, uh, he was shot and killed in his home, Joseph Kruger. Uh, and in uh, Warren County, a 34-year-old man deliberately crashed his SUV into a police station in Independence, New Jersey, came very close to killing an officer. After the crash, he gets out of his car, puts his hands in the air, dances and celebrates while playing Guns N' Roses, uh, Welcome to the Jungle on his car stereo. So oh, this geez. is what's normal in America now. And yet we have the NAACP. Uh, the Attorney General, the Anti-Defamation League, uh, all saying that the biggest danger to blacks and LGBT are far-right far extremists, uh, white supremacy, and Governor Ron DeSantis in Florida. So this is the 
this is where we are. All <laughs> right, uh, time to get to the Liberty and Prosperity meeting, and now it's a, a Saturday morning at the Shore Diner, and thanks for letting me express these views this morning. Okay, thanks, Seth. Seth Grossman, Liberty and Prosperity. The meeting starts at 9.30, Sal's Coal Fire Pizza, New Road and Groland Avenue in Summers Point. LibertyandProsperity.com is the website. Talk with the purpose is the show, Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG, Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We are going to get to the calls. We have John, we have Bob, Veronica, Craig, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. Coming back and starting off with the calls after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Ah, uh, we're back here on Talk With a Purpose, and we're going to get started with the calls. 609-407-1450, John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Yes, good morning. Actually, we should take up with hydroelectricity, uh, which came out of the genius mind of Nikola Tesla. And it's uh, it's it's um, sound. It actually works. It's not something that's cockamamie like this wind energy is. It's cockamamie, man. It's going gonna, it's gonna to put money in the pockets of people. That's what's going on here. And coming back from Philly... I saw the uh, the energy plant there in Beasley's Point. All that's left is that tower. Yeah. And um, that's going to be made into a, a, a resort for rich idiots, or rich ass clowns, rather. I'm, I could use stronger lines, but I want the family <laughs> show. Uh, <laughs> wow. But anyway, the Democrats are behind this. So the Democrats that are the we the people, are they really the we the people party? I don't think so. And uh, uh, actually, I, was just, uh, heard, I just heard earlier this morning that the the Hamas has slapped like over 5,000 rockets into Israel. And now I know I heard it over and over and over again. They're not real Jews. They're Khazars. They're Khazars. They're the Ashkenazi Jews are Khazars. There's only one thing wrong with that theory. Um, there was a Khazaria. Khazaria was Western Turkey. Um, it, 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 most of Ukraine, including the Crimean Peninsula, was a part of it. Uh, and it extended into the uh, Russian steppes and also into Georgia, which is where the Caucasus Mountains are. And he was, and uh, whoever leader was there was defeated by. I'm going to try to pronounce this word properly. Zviatoslav. Zviatoslav, or whatever, was a, Rus a Russian-Ukrainian, Russo-Ukrainian warlord who actually took back Ukraine. But uh, And then that was defeated by um, the Ottoman Empire. He was Their force was defeated by the Ottoman Empire. And then the Tsar took back uh, Ukraine in 1783. But uh, uh, this idea that the Khazarians is not, uh, I, don't, I don't believe it's accurate because... Uh, just go by real history now. Uh, in 1870, Titus sacked Jerusalem, and he destroyed the temple, the second temple of Solomon. And he took back over 100,000 Jewish slaves, men, women, and children into Western Europe. So that's uh, the uh, Khazarian Empire was from 7th century to the 9th century. So it's off by 7th century. We're going back 2,000 years now. So uh, that's your first Ashkenazi uh, 
just just to use your common sense, Sephardic Jews uh, or Spanish Jews. Well, Spanish people have dark hair and olive skin. Sephardic Jews are largely like that. Um, can I ask Nazi Jews are like blonde, blue eyed? Uh, the first uh, uh, diaspora uh, when uh, the Jews were carried away into Babylon. Uh, what I understand that the Jewish knights that were set, uh, Israeli knights or Hebrew knights were set up by King Solomon, uh, fled into Ethiopia, and they married black women there, and that's where your philosophy Jews come from. So wherever the Jews have been sent into the diaspora, they intermarry with the uh, people there, and they convert them to Judaism. So that's, that's what I get from it all. And why am I so interested in Jewish history? Because when I left Vaishnavism, was, uh, I was a Vaishnav, I, was, uh, I, was, uh, I followed a Hindu sect, and I became a Christian. I, I became more interested in Jewish history since, you know, Jesus Christ is Jewish after all. But I want to talk about... Um, we're being attacked from within and from without because uh, the reason why the world is uh, well, we're, we're hanging on by a thread because of the fiat dollar. And the reason why the world trades with us is because they're dependent on the fiat dollar. But as long as you have those BRICS countries joining together and they want to uh, topple this fiat dollar, there's there's trouble in Dodge City, I think, because uh, you have Russia, China, India, it's uh, Brazil, Russia, India, China, South Africa. Well, forget about South Africa. That's just an in, that's just going to be used as an inroad into the continent of Africa by the CCP. That's my opinion. But uh, India and Brazil are by themselves. They can't do much. But as a part of BRICS, they're powerhouses. So that's what we're up against here. And many nations are joining with the BRICS countries. Many nations. A lot. Not just a few. Um, so that's what we're up against there. And now they're trying to destroy our progeny here with a... With a you know, gender confusion, it's not really it's not really gender dysphoria. It's really gender confusion. It's not the same thing. Uh, every other kid is not confused about his sexual identity. If you if you take a kid in a, in a very uh, a, a kid that doesn't even know what his, uh, his favorite color is, a kid that still thinks there's monsters under your bed, you, you, that kid can't decide for himself what he is or what he isn't. That's right. Uh, that person's being told what they're what they're they're being brainwashed. What's happening? That's right. And uh, no, and you don't teach kids carnal knowledge. That's sick, man. That's... If you were to do that out in the street, you would get thrown in jail. That's right. But, it, but our but our educational system's getting away with it. It's all for destructive purposes, man. And I tell you, we need to wake up and smell the coffee, bro. Thanks for letting me call. Thanks, in. thanks, John. Thanks for the call. Talk on the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. We'll have uh, Bob and we'll have Craig after the break and maybe you at 609-407-1450. We're coming back with more Talk with a Purpose in just a moment. But first, well, I want to tell you, you got to get to BF Mazio today and tomorrow. Why? Well, because you got to stock up because they're going to be closed next Monday through Thursday for renovations. Well, they're putting a new floor in, and you can't, you know what I mean? You can't have people walking on the floor when you're putting it in. So uh, they'll be closed Monday through Thursday. So what you got to do is you got to shop today and tomorrow and stock up in case you run out of something. Then you got to wait till Friday. So that's what's happening. A rare, rare moment in the history of BF Mazio. They're closing, and uh, uh, I understand that the new floor is going to look real nice, and we'll look forward to that. But... Of course, B.F. Mazio, the home of the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And I tell you, I, I just had this craving last week on Saturday. I had this craving for chicken salad. I mean, <laughs> where did that come from? And, and I got some at B.F. Mazio. And as you know, they have a multitude of prepared foods. And, you know, chicken salad, if it's not done right, it's really... You know, it's it, it just missing something. It's got to be moist. 
And I'll tell you what, this chicken salad was so moist and so delicious. And, hey, I got a couple of meals out of that. So that's just one of the things that you'll find at BF Mazio. Prepared foods, baked goods, fresh fruit and produce, gift baskets, fruit baskets. It's all right there. And, of course, they have some gourmet items. They have a lot of gourmet items, too numerous to mention. And then there's the cheeses and the cheese spreads. I mean, you just go around that store and you will see a variety, I mean, a real variety of things that you wouldn't find anywhere else. B.F. Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield and online at bfmazio.com, bfmazio.com. Remember, shop today, shop tomorrow, and uh, close Monday through Thursday of next week. But we'll be back better than ever on Friday. Again, the website, bfmazio.com. We're coming back with more Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or, if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. Mostly cloudy, breezy, not as warm today with a little rain into the early afternoon. Outdoor plans can be impacted, high 73. Mainly clear tonight, breezy and cooler. Grab a jacket that lows dip at a 47. Sunny to partly cloudy, breezy tomorrow, the high 64 to wrap the weekend. When you get back at it Monday, breezy, clouds and sun, the high 63. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Back here on Talk With a Purpose, I'll give out my email address because some people say you don't give it out often enough. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. So there it is. Write it down if you like. And you can email me anytime. And any suggestions, any comments, pro or con, we'll take them all on. J-D-A-D-V-1 at Comcast.net. Talk with the Purpose is the show, and we have Bob in Cape May. Bob, good morning. Welcome to Talk with the Purpose. Hey, good morning, John. Look, uh, Matt Gates. you know, I think he's a patriot in many ways. Now, I don't know how this is going to play out. What does trouble me about what happened was some rock-solid conservatives did not want to see McCarthy depose. And I named Chip Roy and Thomas Massey. Uh, really admire them they're they're absolute rock solid conservatives let's see how this plays out that's that's all from a conservative viewpoint let's see how this plays out but i will tell you this here the what's going on with this federal government with business as usual by the uniparties both republican and democrats that is not something that can that cannot continue a 33 trillion dollar national debt is going to destroy 
the future of of the the younger people in this country you know we we cannot continue on this crazy path of, of spending and the message that matt gates sent was that this is not acceptable you know it it I understand the perceptions about the party fighting with each other. I understand that. Yeah. However, however, you know, these, just to give you some examples here, okay, the the Ukraine funding, $124 billion, and and it cannot be traced. It cannot be audited. We don't know what the hell happened to that money. Uh, the, uh, the, the trillions that that are, are just the, the defense department budget i mean huge amount of money they cannot audit that do they don't know what what's going on with that money now the the and again matt gates is one of the only members of congress he may be the only one who doesn't take money from lobbyists zero uh you know, so again, I I don't think Matt Gates is is destroying this country. I think Congress has been destroying this country. Uh, the the administration of uh, after administration that's you know that that takes our money and just you know pisses it away. That's yeah. what happens yeah. here. And you know the uh, uh, you know again you know the the the, the earmarks. We got rid of them. The conservatives in this got we got rid of earmarks for a long time. Who who brought them back? Nancy Pelosi brought them back. McCarthy didn't get rid of them. This government pork appropriations, where members of Congress can just write, you know, ridiculous measures in, into omnibus legislation that is is. Or nobody's vote is accounted for. Matt Gates wanted to bring fiscal responsibility back. He wanted to have these regular order funding bills, which that's the way Congress used to work. They used to have appropriations bills that were funded. You go on record, and you know there's debate, and you know there's a process to this where you go on record. If you want this out of control spending, you have to go on record for it, and you know that's, you know that's what the, what he was fighting for. So, you know that that's again that's that's my take on it. Uh, uh, I'm going to call back in the eleven o'clock hour. I do want to talk about crime, okay? About what's what's going on. Yeah, you know, what what happened in, in New York, and yeah, you know, Seth brought it up. Uh, anyway. But um, I'll let the other call. Yeah, okay. You, you know, yeah. and uh, also, Go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, I'm going to tell yeah. Craig that you're included in our dinner. So, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know when that dinner's well, going to be. Well, it's going to be. This, I guess it'll be next spring when there's a Republican nominee. I yeah, mean, that's, that's I don't true. remember making that bet, but that's but okay. You didn't make that's the bet, okay. but uh, I'm, I'm going to give you the uh, rewards. Because Craig hasn't, okay. he's cut down his eating for about three months because he's waiting okay. for this big dinner, so. Well, I think Craig wants wants us to fly to Paris to. Like, is that mean? Uh, you know, is it Maxime's in Paris? Is yeah. that where, where we, we need? No, no, no. We'll stick with okay. Capriccio and Resorts. That's okay. That's a great restaurant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right, Bob. Thanks for the call, Craig in Northfield. Craig, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. Well, good morning, John. Good morning. 
And I got to tell you, I was I was a little surprised. I thought you were going to do something like with restaurant where you could try to save a few bucks. No, 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 no. L- uh, listen. And I was thinking well, I got to go with a special now. No, no, wait, no. I was waiting for the call. But uh, Seth, uh, you know, I got to sit with Seth at, at Harry's wonderful dinner. What a dinner. What wh- I got. Anybody that didn't attend that, you missed an event. Probably one of the best events uh, of Atlanta County. But... Um, one of the things I did notice is that, you know, I think Seth has a little Trump derangement syndrome. And, and, and with that, I'm just going to say one thing. When, when Seth gets focused, he doesn't, he, sometimes I think he can't see sometimes the fairness. And I, I'll just remember, remind people how he treated Lopiondo. And with that being said, um, Joe McCarthy, he kicked the can down the road. We're supposed to kick down the can down the road till November. I agree with Bob, totally. You know, uh, what what Matt Gates did was he brought to the attention how this Congress and like like who's supporting who's supporting that McConnell. So you know it's bad. Am I wrong? Yeah, no, you're right there. Let's talk about what was going to happen here, John. Okay, because I heard your opening here, so I'm going to disagree with you totally. Okay. Matt Gates did the right thing. How many more times are we supposed to watch this damn show of kicking the can down the road and not taking care of business and spending money as usual? Yeah, you saw that. So what happened? Pelosi got kicked out of her office, didn't she? That she didn't belong in. Am I wrong? No, she didn't belong there. No, no. No, but she got kicked out, right? Yes. In the middle of the night, that furniture, boom, you don't belong in there. It's about time some of the Republicans, see, what what Gates did was he showed some, I'm going to say it this way, testicles, okay? And, and, And we haven't seen that from the Republican Party forever. And I'm saying it that way because, you know what, we need some. Some here, I got to tell you. So, what were we supposed to do? Wait till November, Thanksgiving, and they're going to say, "Oh, we can't shut down the, the government because then we won't have TSA." And how are people going to fly home for Thanksgiving? How many times have you heard that song? Yeah, too many. Yeah. Too many, and that's what's going on. So, and where is McCarthy standing up for Donald J. Trump and settling down this Justice Department? With all these violations, did you see the validation that uh, Trump lost that case? They were going to shut down all his businesses. Did you see that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, so all of a sudden, all those buildings and all those people that have businesses inside his buildings, they don't got a landlord anymore. They don't, they got, they don't even know if they're going to be open tomorrow. Did you know that? How about those businesses? I didn't know that. The ripple effect. Oh, well, what do you think here? How about all those people that he employs? How about that ripple effect, right? Yeah, yeah, that's Okay, that's so now let's talk about what the appellate court did. Did you hear about that? No. Breaking news. They said, Letitia, are you kidding me? Are you, are you kidding me? Basically, how stupid are you? That's what the appellate court said and said, we're putting this, this loss on hold immediately, and we're going to come back and look at it. Because you saw that judge, how he was smirking. Did you see the smirk on his yeah, face? Yeah, that I did. That I did, yes. Uh, okay. So I'm going to leave you with this, John. I'm going to make your mouth drop. If I don't make your mouth drop, uh, I don't know what will. <laughs> and no, I'm not going to tell you. And no, we're not going to Maxine's because I wouldn't do anything in the country with McCone. The way, the backstabber that he is to this country. Yeah. I wouldn't give him a dime of our, our money. Um, 
Russia. I sent you a little video. What did they, did, what'd you think of that? You yeah, saw that? Yeah, I did. I, I did see that. Yes. Yes. Well, okay. So what, what did we see? We saw Putin and Bush, right? Yeah. Junior, not senior, having a wonderful time at Camp David. Am I wrong? Yeah, that, that's what you said. Yeah, that's Ride what I saw. Ride together in a car. Yeah. On a horse together. Yeah. And, and he said, look, Putin's going to do what he's going to do for his country all the time. But this is the best way for us to do that. Am I wrong? No, no. Now, did that make him a Russian, you know, spy or something like that? Nobody ever said anything like that. But if Trump did that, that was wrong. Oh, yeah. Oh, so definitely. Yeah. This, so let's kick that where all of a sudden we got a Democrat back in the office. And I said this to you. Democrats love war. They love the big military operations. Oh, yes. Because if you look at Vietnam, you look at all this stuff. So you know what Russia's doing right now? You know what they're preparing for? War. Get ready, people. War. war. Yep. Right. World War Three. They're going to do a war exercise, okay, where they have a nuclear war where 70%, now 70%, do you know how big their population is? Because I don't. But 70% of their country will be annihilated. Boy. Well, we have 300,000 people here, 300 million 300 people million, over yeah, that, right? Million, yeah. Seventy percent of that. Where are we at? Yeah, that's that's right. Wow, more okay. than half. Yeah, that's two hundred and ten million people dead. Now, I also one time sent you a picture out in the Midwest of all these nuclear, you know, like camps. Yep, they were those oval buildings. Am I right? Yep, that's right. Okay, so look, if you didn't get a slip, people, you're not part of the seventy million that are going to survive. You're not you're not you're not gonna get saved. Okay, I could tell you I didn't get saved. Okay, I didn't get one of those those letters. You understand, John? Yeah, I understand. I understand. Okay, I want people to understand. If you didn't get a note that you're to go to a certain specific spot, guess what? You're gonna be dead, okay, <laughs> under the control of, of Joe Biden if we continue down this lane. And you know, the reason why uh, Menendez got caught, and I don't forget that gold and all that was a year ago. They uncovered that, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. It was all about that Menendez, allegedly, and I'll say allegedly, okay, did not want Turkey to get jets. Okay? And they said, we're not going to allow Sweden to become part of NATO unless we get those jets. Menendez was the holdup on that. Bye-bye, Menendez. Who's getting jets? Turkey. Be careful what you ask for. Well, thank you for uh, the call, Craig. We appreciate it. A lot of gloom and doom in that call. Jeez, World War Three. Oh well, we we let people talk. That's that's what we do here in this program. <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. Talk with the purpose of the show Saturdays nine till noon. WPG Talk Radio ninety five point five. We got Andrea and we got Andy. And maybe you, 609-407-1450. Don't forget, Danny Levinson at 10 o'clock this morning, Atlantic County Executive. He'll be here on the show talking about a lot of things. So that's coming up. More Talk With a Purpose and hour number one coming to a close after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, 
It can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. And we are back here on Talk With a Purpose. I'm John DeMassey. Good to have you with us. 609-407-1450. Andrea in Summers Point. Good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hello. Hi. Hi. How are you? You're on. Yeah. Um, well, truth is funnier than fiction. I, I heard that Fat Nadler actually asked for a million dollars to widen his own sidewalk. You know, um, you know, I wanted to say something. If we ever wondered what the world would be like without the United States, we're watching it unfold right now. I mean, Israel is at all out war and war uh, with Iran. Yeah, that's what Johnny Yeah. Why, why do we keep giving Iran money when they say it's for schools and hospitals and you see what they do with the money? That's a very good question. And, and one that I, I don't know who would have the answer to that, but I certainly don't. Because I'm, I'm, I'm in your camp here. Why? Why are we doing this? When we certainly have enough here that we have to worry about and, and we could spend money on and we send money over to there. I, yeah, I, I'm with you on that one. Well, well, wouldn't you think instead of giving money to Iran right now, we could throw, throw a few shekels over and help the Israelis out? Yeah. Uh, they're going to be attacked. It's, it, people don't know how small. It's the size of New Jersey. And they're being attacked in the south and it, nor Hezbollah's in the north. And um, it's kind of funny that they waited till our Congress just asked the speaker. I mean, the world isn't stupid. Yeah. I mean, we're interested about Joe Biden's dog biting a, you know, a Secret Service officer yeah. right now. And he got kicked out. <laughs> so, I mean, right now we should be having a, um, a, 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 I'm trying to think, sending our Navy over there and helping these people out. Yeah. I mean, who's our, who's our biggest ally? Yeah. Who's going to help us out when we need it? Uh, well, I mean, if they were able, and they're sneaking in, they're so sneaky, they're so sneaky, and to, and to trick the Israelis, I mean, that's, they're, they're really, really sneaky. But you wait until you see what Israel unleashes. But look at all the war, everything. Our president broke the world, John. He broke the world. This would never have happened if Trump was a president. Oh, of course People not. People were afraid no. of him. Of course not. No, that wouldn't happen. No, absolutely not. Listen, listen, I'm Jewish and I'm very worried. This is horrible. And let's just see what happens with Congress. They need to convene and meet and, and figure something out. Thank you, John. Thanks Thank for you. The time. Thank you. Thanks for the call, Andrea. Did we uh, let Andy go? Yeah, okay. So uh, we had Andy, but... Uh, we don't have enough time to really get into it with Andy. So uh, he'll call back. We'll, we'll get him in the 11 o'clock hour. But Denny Levinson coming up at 10 o'clock this morning. Some calls that are um, disturbing this morning because it makes you think, like, where are we going with this? You know, and, and that's really the question. Where are we going? I mean, with Congress and then Craig with World War Three and... Boy, I look forward to this show on Saturday and then... <laughs>
And then I do the show and I say, what am I doing here? <laughs> but anyway, Talk With a Purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Also heard on 1450 AM. And you can also hear us on the web at WPGTalkRadio.com. WPGTalkRadio.com. We have a lot of questions for Denny Levinson. And originally, this started out as a debate, maybe, between Denny and his opponent. And it was really funny because I said, who's running against Denny? And I, I asked Jackie in his office, and she said, yeah, I, I don't think I really know. And then we looked it up, and someone was going to run, but that person unfortunately died. And so now uh, Joyce Pratt is running against Denny, but she would not come on and would not debate. And, I mean, we didn't hear anything from her. So it's going to be Denny all by himself <laughs> here on Talk With a Purpose. Hour number one is in the books rapidly. Hour number two with Denny Levinson, Atlantic County Executive, on the way. And you know what we say. Don't go away. FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City WENJHD3 Millville a town square media station WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450 Now the host of Talk with a Purpose John DeMassi Hour number two Talk with a Purpose every Saturday 9 till noon WPG Talk Radio 95.5 And as the man said I'm John DeMassi Good to have you with us as always for our Saturday morning get-together. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. And we are awaiting the arrival of Denny Levinson. He'll be uh, on the phone with us in uh, a couple of minutes. But uh, I just wanted to mention this um, this prescription drug scandal. You remember that? I think it's now about seven or eight years where this happens. And the leader of the prescription drug scandal had his sentencing postponed again. <laughs> Boy, I tell you. It had been scheduled for October 17th. Now it's been moved to May of 2024. This is, I believe, the seventh or eighth cancellation of the sentence hearing. Uh... Actually, he was originally scheduled for sentencing in 2020. Whew. Boy, I tell you, this guy's led a charmed life. William Hickman is his name. And if sentenced, he could get up to 30 years in prison. 30 years. But... No one commented on this case, justice or injustice or what. I, I don't know. This is another one of those things where, you know, I, I hate to keep saying this, but I don't, I don't know. 
I mean, where where is this? Where is this going? And who's in charge here? That's that's the question. So, I mean, you know, it makes you wonder. This was a prescription drug scandal that cost the state millions. I mean, millions. And and this Hickman was the guy who was in charge of it or, or, or was the ringleader, so to speak. And there was a lot of doctors and healthcare professionals and people of uh, those kind of people who had the right insurance that covered this kind of thing. So that's who they kind of recruited. And I just don't understand why this wasn't brought to justice quickly. I, I realize the pandemic was was in, in order, but um, we 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 don't know why why this thing is taking so long. But I mean, here it is. It's going to be twenty twenty four, and that will be eight years after the fact. Eight years. Uh, I don't know. It does make you wonder where justice resides in this country, and it doesn't appear to reside in <laughs> it doesn't appear to reside in a lot of places. But uh, six zero nine four zero seven fourteen fifty is our number here in the studio, and uh, we are awaiting the arrival of Denny Levinson, and we got him. Oh, Denny Levinson, Atlantic County Executive. Denny, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Hold on. Oh. <laughs> well, we thought we had him. We don't have him. We got him. This this is called phone systems extraordinaire. <laughs> it fails when when we get the guy on. Uh, we'll get to him in just a moment. There we go. Hello. Hello. Why are we hearing that whistling? I'm just getting calls. Oh, <laughs> well, well, tell them they can't call you while you're, while you're on the air. I'm going to. Okay. <laughs> Denny, welcome to the show. Thank you. Um, My pleasure. I, I don't know where to start, but uh, uh, I'll start with, you know, this thing. Every time you run, it seems like they get somebody who's uh, running against you who has no business running against you. I mean... I wouldn't run against you. I mean, any sane person probably wouldn't run against you. But the Democrats have to pick somebody. And, I mean, we tried to contact uh, this Joyce Pratt. And uh, I understand that she's not debating. She's not doing anything. So w what's the story here? Uh, uh, well, the story is that, uh, hey, look, I don't really blame her. What's she going to run on? Yeah, right. And, That's right. Uh, the idea that uh, taxes, well, our taxes are low. Uh, our audits, our audits are perfect. Uh, we have done an extraordinary job, and I'm saying we because of my extraordinary uh, administrative team. We have uh, we have a great county. It's recognized even by the Democrats statewide that this is the uh, finest run county in the state of New Jersey. And... Uh, you know, we're very proud of it, and and I do believe she is uh, put in there. <clears throat> I could be wrong as, as a placeholder, you know, rather than leave it blank. But, I mean, she can't run on the budget, or anybody else can, because 
every budget I have had has been so well done that it has always had the support of the Democrats. I've never had one budget that was not a bipartisan budget. So we have a budget. We send it down to the uh, the commissioners, and uh, they decide yay, yay or nay. And as it turns out, uh, uh, you know, they've supported everyone. So it, it's tough for someone to uh, run against that. Also, look what we've done. I mean, uh, when I first became county executive, you know, the problems when you have EMTs and you have an emergency, the first persons to show up are police, and they stand there waiting for the emergency uh, people to come. Yeah. Well, I made sure that every single emergency vehicle in this county has a defibrillator. And when seconds count, we've saved hundreds of lives. <clears throat> Now you walk around and you'll see defibrillators even in department stores and in, the, in restaurants. So that's something I'm extremely proud of. I'm very proud of uh, keeping Boscoff's open. Boscoff's was going bankrupt. Uh, Mr. Boscoff came to see me. Al, he said, I'm coming out of retirement. I want to save my business. And uh, I said, well, Al, why don't you? Well, I can't get any financing. And I said, I'll finance it for you, Al. This is very important to us. You know, we're going through a bad time at that time here in the, in the country, and I'll keep people working. And I provided the uh, funding for them uh, without any cost to the taxpayer. I, I just wanted to be in the first position. If anything went wrong, he agreed. And this is the most successful Boscoffs in the country. Wow. So, wow. Yeah. Uh, that's terrific. And what a sweet man he was, by the way. Came in with his hat in his hand, and this is a family business. I want to keep it open. Can you help me? So uh, I, I did, and like I said, not one cent of taxpayer money was put into it, as long as I was in a first position if they did go under. And uh, Stockton, I called Dr. Kesselman, and I said, you know, we've waited long enough. Meet me at the old Atlantic City High School site in Atlantic City. We sat there, and I said, why don't you put it here? He said, we don't have any money because our money from the former president is tied up at showboat. They went into that showboat fiasco. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I said to him, look, I'll put the money up. All I need is a guarantee from Stockton that it will not cost our taxpayers two cents. He guaranteed it. Well, Stockton is in Atlantic City because of that uh, uh, that deal that we made, and uh, we made Atlantic City into a university town. And uh, you know, we were paid back with the uh, uh, the dorm rents, and so I mean, we're very proud of what occurred. These are things that we've done, and uh, without costing the taxpayers anything. But I will tell you what I did cost the taxpayers: the aviation park. I could not get anyone to finance it. So I took the chance and financed it ourselves. We now have one of the top aviation parks in the country. We've got Thunderbolt, we've got NASA, we've got General Dynamics, and on October 12th, we will be building the second building. If it wasn't for COVID, we'd be building a third building. So. This is the future of our county. We're not just building a building. We're building an industry, and we're building a future, diversifying our economy, no longer just casinos and tourism. So 
this is something that you know we uh, our team is extremely proud of you know i had a call from uh, one of uh, my many callers and he was referencing what you said the last time you were on the show about boskovs and he just said this that if you do that for boskovs why wouldn't you do it for others and you've done it for stockton but just talk about why you made that decision when it comes to Boscovs. And I said you, you simply wanted to keep a business open, and it was a business that is necessary in this county. So you answer that. I would do it. I would do it with the proper guarantees to make sure that our, that our taxpayers are corrected, uh, are, are protected. That, that's what I, uh, as long as that is uh, number one, <laughs> <clears throat> that the taxpayers will not get hurt. And being in a first position with Mr. Boskos, and uh, and as far as Stockton was concerned, you know, that's a state university. We are the only county, I think, in the country that had to finance a state university. So. Well, that, that's, um, that, that's good. Yeah, that, that's. But that's, that's, that's it. If a business needs help. We will sit and, and we, by the way, we've helped many more than just that. Yeah. These are the ones that stand out. Yeah. So if you need help, come and see us. We'll see what we can do. We want people to go to work. We want business to thrive here. And if they're having a downturn and we can help out, we will. And I'm going to repeat that. The, the only tax money that I used that, uh, you know, maybe somebody could say wasn't justified because when I wanted to build that aviation park, uh, I did have detractors saying, well, who are your tenants? I said, we don't have any. Well, who are your prospective tenants? We don't have any of them either. But I believe in this and, uh, you know, my future politically. And somebody did say, your future, this is our might put $20 million into it. But I really felt that it couldn't fail. With, it, with the foremost, uh, with the FAA there, and also with an underutilized Atlantic City Airport, why not combine them, build an aviation park? And before we did it, I sent my chief of staff down to Florida to talk to Emory Riddle, the top uh, university for aviation in the, in the world, and uh, they gave us the boost. It sounds good. Go forward with it. And we, uh, and we did, and it's... It's an extraordinary success. Like I said, October 12th, we're having a groundbreaking for the second building. That's good. Denny, I want to bring up something, and, and I wasn't really prepared to ask you this, but Seth Grossman brought this up earlier this morning. Um, I understand that you you um, put out a uh, some sort of a resolution to uh, not make Atlantic County a sanctuary county. And the commissioners voted on it or didn't vote on it. Uh, could you just kind of clean that up for us and tell, tell me what the situation was? I will. About a month ago, we had a rally. I uh, formed a rally outside the county office building in Atlantic City, uh, making everyone that was there understand we're here to prevent this state and the, uh, I'm sorry, the the president from sending thousands of migrants to the Atlantic City Airport tarmac. So it was bipartisan. Everybody was there. Uh, Mayor Small said, you're not using uh, this area as a dumping ground. Democrats, Republicans, we all stood together. It's not going to happen. Now, we didn't hear anything from the uh, federal government. So I figured to punctuate it, 
I wanted the freeholders to pass a resolution stating that they would like the governor to rescind the sanctuary status of the state of New Jersey, which, of course, <clears throat> included Atlanta County. And the point was, even the governor said we cannot sustain this type of uh, influx. Look, for the, for the people that, and I understand where their thoughts are, let's try to help if we can. But charity begins at home. We can't, our schools will be overrun. We can't educate them. Our hospitals will be overrun. We can't medicate them. We, we can't secure them. We don't have enough security. We, you can go on and on and on. We have to clothe. We have to feed all of these individuals. It would be impossible for us. We would end up uh, like New York, San Francisco, Portland, Los Angeles. You can go on and on if you wish to. And I wanted the freeholders to pass a resolution uh, requesting the uh, removing the sanctuary status, which is to me very simple. But sure. yeah. uh, I did get a uh, a motion was made by Commissioner Jim Bertino to his credit, and you know before he could even discuss anything, you need a second. Uh, he couldn't even get a second which is, uh, to me, uh, it's astonishing. It's baffling. But I will say this. I expect the freeholders to put this back up and do the right thing, to grow a backbone and do what they're supposed to do. But I kind of figure, I don't know positively, but I'm thinking what occurred was there was about 50 people there that were against it, that wanted to keep Atlanta County as a as a, a sanctuary city uh, a state, and I guess the freeholders were intimidated. That's my only guess. I don't know. I have not spoken to one <clears throat> freeholder since. Oh boy, talk about! <laughs> I mean, that's a no brainer. Yeah, I'm interchanging freeholder with commission. Yeah, I yeah, I understand. They're commissioners yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> We have to be politically correct. Uh, I know. Uh, but were you were you surprised or were you disappointed or what? I am still astonished what happened. I spoke to John Risley uh, 15 minutes before the meeting, and I said, look, I want you to make clear. I want you to make clear we are pro-immigration. We want immigrants. We know what the immigrants have added to the fiber, uh, the fabric of this country. They are welcome, but we want them to come the right way. We don't want illegals that are crossing the border and then becoming a burden on our society. Holy cow. Who's going to pay for the, to educate them? Right. Who's going to pay right. to secure them? Who's going to pay to feed them? Yeah. It's, it's, a, it's unbelievable that... Uh, we don't have a border any longer. And, of course, we do have uh, – they're not here because we're told by the Joe Biden administration, don't believe your lying eyes, uh, the border is secure. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, – yeah. how, how do you fight this? <clears throat> so we figured – I figured anyway, in this little part of the earth, let's remove the sanctuary status. And it didn't happen. But, I, you know, I'm going to give freeholders some credit right now. And I'm going to remove that credit if it doesn't happen. I expect them to do it at the next meeting. Okay, we're going to take a break here, Denny, and we hope you can hang on here for, for a moment as we uh, pay some bills, as we have to do in radio. You got me <laughs> as long as you want. Okay, thank you. Denny Levinson is our guest, Atlantic County Executive, and uh, we're taking calls. Denny will take calls, 609-407-1450. 
is our number here in the studio, 609-407-1450. I'm your host, John DeMassey, with Denny Levinson. We'll come back with more of our interview and uh, more of your questions in just a moment. But first, we got to tell you about the finest automobile on the market today, and that is... Lexus, courtesy of Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road in EHT. I've been telling you for years, years and years that I've been driving a Lexus and I won't drive anything else. And I've been driving them since 2007. So what's that tell you? And, you know, a couple of weeks ago, we did get a call. And and rarely do people call and comment on the commercials. But a, a caller came in and said, Hey, you were right about that Lexus. I, I got one, and it's it's fantastic. I, I just can't believe it. Well, look, you don't have to take our word for it. You go over and, and you test drive one or two, whatever you want. Check it out for yourself. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road, EHT. Online at aclexus.com, aclexus.com. If you want to go pre-owned, they have what they call L-certified pre-owned. It's their way, Lexus way of saying, hey, this is a top-notch automobile. Lexus of Atlantic City, again, 3169 Fire Road EHT, online at aclexus.com. We're coming back with more of our interview with Denny Levinson and your calls in just a moment. I'm Seth Grossman for LibertyAndProsperity.com. Americans are the most understanding, generous, and compassionate people in the world. That is why our enemies are using those virtues as weapons to destroy us. They are deliberately bringing millions of poor and angry people from failed socialist countries around the world to make America a failed socialist country. They know that walls, fences, and even thousands of border patrol agents can't stop everybody determined to get through. The only way to stop them is to arrest every person found in our country illegally and send them back. But our enemies think that Americans are too understanding, generous, and compassionate to ever do that. Do most Americans care more about the suffering of people coming to our country illegally than the future of our own children and grandchildren? Learn more at libertyandprosperity.com. Help us reach more people. Join our weekly breakfast. Donate what you can to keep us on the air and online libertyandprosperity.com. Thanks. We are back here on Talk With a Purpose. Denny Levinson, Atlantic County Executive, is our guest. And if you want to reach uh, the county executive, 609-343-2201, and you call, and you know what the amazing thing is, Denny, about your office? A live person answers the phone, and it's always Jackie, and she's always pleasant, and I'm just amazed at that, you know? It's none of this press one, press two, press eight, press seven. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, I appreciate Jackie. She's a, she's a star. She's one of the main reasons for my success. Well, it's true. And I tell you, on the phone, she's great. So <laughs> when you call, you're not going to get the press one, press two, okay? <laughs> We uh, try to do that. It's a little tough now because it's tough to staff. Yeah. Uh, what did you want to mention about, you said something you, f you forgot to mention? Yeah. When I became county executive, you know, I was a teacher for quite some time, for quite some time. And, uh, you know, what we don't teach in schools is, is, is bordering on criminal. 
I mean, when you and I were in school, we, we, we took courses that meant something. And, you know, I felt if I become county executive, I'm going to do something about it. We turned vocational school into a comprehensive high school. It's more than just small motors and cosmetology. It is now we teach a told by the way, comprehensive that uh, and we're building on an addition because we turn away 500 kids a year that want to come here. Few people know this. It is a blue ribbon school, one of the few in the country. We were recognized as one of the top high schools in the country by U.S. News and World Report. And uh, we have a graduation rate of 99 percent. So this is something we're extremely proud of, and I don't say too much about it because it's heartbreaking the amount of kids we have to turn away. So we are building a an addition, so we'll be able to, uh, you know, accommodate the kids that want to go to school. And I tell people all the time, come to our school and visit it. And when this, during the passing of classes, look at our students. No fighting, pushing. They, it's an incredible school, and I'm extraordinarily proud of it. Uh, Superintendent Gunther has done an, an amazing job. But what it took, it took taxpayer money to build it and uh, and also to expand it. So that's something that I at times neglect. And, you know, if one thing that I have to turn people away on, I like to accommodate everybody, but it's parents begging to get their kids into our school. Okay, we're going to go to the phones. We're going to talk to Jane and Galloway. Jane, you're on with County Executive Denny Levinson. Oh, hi. How are you? Um, hi, Jane. Hi. Speaking of burdens in the county, um, I have a nonprofit rescue for animals, and we are tremendously burdened with the no resources for people to spay and neuter their animals at a low cost. So they're out there reproducing. In Atlantic City, um, particularly in Stanley Homes, people gather pets and then they put them out unaltered. And we're having a really difficult time keeping up with the overpopulation problem. The county used to have a spay-neuter clinic there. I know the animal control officers are overwhelmed right now. I just don't know with our taxpayer dollars where that money is going to help the overpopulation of animals. Where are these animals all going? How are we housing them all? We still have spayed and neuter clinics, not only the Atlanta County Shelter, but also the Humane Society that Steve Dash runs. I run the other one uh, in Atlanta County, and it's tough. It's tough because people... I, I use the Atlantic City Humane every week. I'm there every yeah. two days a week. That's all Jane, we have, though. Jane, That's all here's we have. the problem. I'm going to be very frank with you. Um, first of all, I'm not, I want to, don't act like how terrific I, uh, my family and I uh, We have, at this present time, seven rescued dogs. I just rescued one last month. That's what we have. It is very difficult uh, to get people to do the right thing. It's difficult for them to do the right thing with their own children, Jane. You have 12 13-year-olds all, all over the streets at night. And, you know, would we expect them to be responsible for their animals? We have to put down, and it, it breaks my heart, I've never put down an adoptable animal, uh, a dog, I should say. And uh, 
it's it's just heartbreaking what we have, and a lot of them people don't want to adopt because they're bully dogs and they're they're, they're afraid of them. So it's a problem. Yeah, and I, I understand, understand the dog situation. I've been doing this for forty years, and I understand all the resources around that we have. Uh, believe me, the Humane Society's been great, but they have a very limited amount of spaces. I had. 20 emails today of people please help me we have a cat here that's we want to save it it showed up i don't know where to tell them to go i don't know what to tell them these are people that are decent people trying to help a situation and we have nothing to help well, them you with. can you can bring them to us to, them. You, you can bring them to us at old turnpike we have a responsibility that we will it is an animal shelter and I want to be very frank. We do have dogs and cats that we must put down. It is not a reserve. There are no kill shelters anywhere, that. Jane. Even though you hear that bull, that uh, make it a no-kill shelter. There are none. No-kill shelters well, are that. reserves where you put the... Well, Jane, uh, so do I know it. And I don't know what you or anyone what else can do different. Is, I just want to say that in Cape May County, they have a program where... Through the county, people can have free span neutering for the cats to keep this population under control. We have nothing to offer people here. We don't have it. I have a low-cost price at the Humane Society, but it's very, very limited spaces. We need to do more. It's very, very important. I've been Jane, doing this we're for doing, many we're years. Not, and Jane, we're I, I understand. You've done it, it for years, and we appreciate it. We're doing the best that we possibly can. We even have the people that want these feral cats brought in. We, they notch their ears. We pick them up. We give them back. I don't have to happen to believe personally on these feral cat societies uh, that are everywhere in our county, uh, except for the counties that uh, the, uh, the municipalities that don't want them. You know, a cat can clean out a forest, and uh, you know I also like birds and and, and rabbits and uh, and chipmunks, and they don't live real well with feral cats. And I know, and I'm I am assuming that you're in favor of these feral cat communities. Am I agree? And are we agree? Yeah, she's gone. Uh, she's gone. Okay. Okay. Um, oh. Listen, we're doing the best we can, and as I said, I have six rescued dogs in our seven. I just got one in our family, and we're doing our part. And I can't make people take care of their own children. How do I get them to take care of, uh, for sure. of their animals? That's for sure, yeah. <laughs> uh, you can't legislate parenting, that's for sure. No. Uh, let's talk to Steve in Abseekin Island. Steve, good morning. Welcome to Talk of the Purpose. You're on with Denny Levinson. Good, good morning, John. Always a terrific show. And, and thanks for taking our calls, Denny, and, and sitting in the, in the heat because I'm about to give you some. <laughs> and uh, and I vote ready. And I just want and I and for full disclosure, Denny, I do vote for I I voted for you in the past, and I will vote for you in the future. But I disagree on this one point. You you being a history teacher, I believe you stated Montesquieu stated, and I paraphrase: a government that can vote themselves largesse, that is a raise or a use of tax money for private endeavors, cannot exist. I wholeheartedly agree with that, and I vehemently opposed the Boscov's um, loan. It's not the government's money. I'll say it again. It is not the government's money at the local, state, or federal government levels. It's our money. We produce the income. 
We, we work and we produce the income. It's go- government is not in the business to pick winners and losers or to take financial risk at the expense of taxpayers, no matter what guarantees you get. Does the public share in the profits of the business by way of stock dividends? No. Does the government raise taxes incessantly against our real estate holdings? Absolutely. Look at the real estate taxes in Egg Harbor City, 5%. Or, or in Atlantic City, close to 4%. Or in Egg Harbor Township, over th- close to 3.5% or, or better. Does the government uh, raise taxes on what we purchase, like gasoline? Absolutely. So, Denny, I say this to you. I know you're a principled person, and I know, and I know that you need to... I'll wait till the uh, dog stops. It's okay. It never stops, but go ahead. <laughs> Which one is that? I, I, number I, number two of seven or number no, three of seven? Uh, that's my uh, second adoptee. Okay. <laughs> I, 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 I know that it's tough sometimes to, you know, you're please, looking let, at let this. Me, let me, let me answer you. Okay, let let me ahead. answer you, please. Go ahead. I'm all ears. Mr. Boscoff came, and I got a guarantee and the guarantee I thought was strong enough put us in the first position. And I got news for y'all. We do it all the time. You come before the improvement authority and uh, you ask us, this is what we have, this is what we need. And uh, look, I, I knew it was a bit shaky, especially at the time he came because we were in a recession. We just had four casinos that have closed. People were out of work. I didn't want to throw another 300 people out of work at Boscov's. And under those circumstances, the guarantee was enough. And I'm going to repeat this. It hasn't cost you, Steve, or any taxpayer in this county one red cent. And we have a thriving business with people working and paying taxes. So this is what government can do. I don't think government should do that either. I agree with Montesquieu and Torqueville said the same thing. As soon as people find out that they can vote themselves largesse, that, uh, you know, democracy is done. And I don't disagree with that. In fact, it's exactly what's happening now. You don't vote against Santa Claus. That's why the Republicans are in a minority. And the Democrats promise you everything. In a situation, one-by-one situation, it's looked at. We have an independent board on the ACIA that will put that before. And if it seems like a good idea and we feel that the taxpayer is protected, that's what we do, and we're going to continue to do it. Hey, look, I could... Look what's going on right now, which I'm suing the state of New Jersey over this pilot program, giving a, this a bonanza to the casinos, which are making money hand over fist. I sued him years ago when Chris Christie uh, was governor. That guy, uh, you know, I got $37 million. We're suing them again. There's another pilot they put forward. So it's not like we're giving money away. State of New Jersey's giving money away. It's costing you as a taxpayer in this county another $10 million because of this pilot. I've been fighting it and fighting it. And, by the way, we've won three times in court. And each time we win, they appeal. So I do take care of the, the, the public's money. And I, Chris Christie was a Republican. Holy mackerel, I went after him. $37 million I got for that, from that bum's administration. So uh, there are times where government does come in and let a hand up. And 
like I said, if it failed, if Boscoff went under and you lost that money, or if Stockton wasn't successful in Atlantic City, you lost that money, uh, then, you know, you would be right. But we are very, very careful uh, the way we, we spend our money. And I'm, I'm pretty, uh, and I understand, Steve, I'm 100% lockstep with you. And if it wasn't the extraordinary uh, circumstances and the public was totally and completely uh, protected, but I'm right with you that uh, you got to stop with this. You know, have as many children as you want, we'll take care. It's the way the government is right now. Yeah, the more that's children it. you have, yeah. the more money you're going to make. And yeah. that's the system. Oh, Steve, thanks for the call. Denny Levinson is our guest. It's Talk With a Purpose every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We're going to talk to Frank and Ventner after the break, and maybe we'll talk to you. Denny will take some calls, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More with Denny Levinson right after this message. It's a fall festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. Death. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For this afternoon, mostly cloudy, breezy, not as warm, with a little rain. The high, 73. Those outdoor plans can be impacted. Mainly clear, though, tonight. Breezy and cooler. Grab a jacket, low dip into 47. Sunny to partly cloudy, breezy tomorrow. High, 64. To wrap the weekend, come Monday, breezy with clouds and sunshine. The high, 63. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. We are back here on Talk With a Purpose. Denny Levinson, Atlantic County Executive, is our guest and always happy to have Denny on the show. And if you want to reach him during the week, 609-343-2201. That's the number. And you know what? A live person answers the phone. It is amazing. <laughs> it is truly amazing. I mean, I'm, I'm just floored by that. I, I, I think it's great. Everywhere you go today, press one. Welcome to press two. Welcome to press three. <laughs> Just amazing. 609-407-1450. Before we get back to the calls, Denny, uh, we were talking off off the air about property taxes in New Jersey is uh, the highest in the country. Um, you've managed to lower taxes for the county, but uh, can you do anything about property taxes? 
Well, we have done something about property taxes. Like I said, we are about uh, the second or third lowest taxes in the state of New Jersey. It ain't easy. And I know one thing that I've always done. The reason we've had perfect audits is I change my auditor every three years. Some counties, some cities, some states have the same auditors year after year. So what they're doing is checking their own work. You know how much better you did in school when you checked your own test papers. Yes. So I change auditors every Mm. three years. So somebody else is going to come in and check their work. And uh, it makes it, uh, it makes them work a little harder. So that's one thing that can be done. And I'm going to tell you another thing that can be done. And if I have failed anywhere as a county executive, I have failed to get the municipalities to agree to consolidate. The duplications are incredible. We have 565 municipalities in this state, which is more than Maryland, Virginia, and Delaware put together. So under those circumstances, you know, if you, I mean, every, I, I understand everybody's got the greatest superintendent of schools. Everybody's got the greatest everything. And they don't want to give up that damn home rule, which is the reason the taxes are where they are. I tried to get the, uh, the, the people to go for countywide assessment. Why have an assessor in every single uh, municipality? Didn't go over. Tried to get countywide 911. Emergency service. Couldn't get that done. The towns, the mayors are extremely, uh, they covet their, uh, their power. I mean, after all, they want their own judge. They want their own prosecutor. They want their own administ- uh, court administrators. I mean, even this countywide municipal court, which has saved the people that, uh, the, the, uh, the towns, hundreds of thousands of dollars, I still only have nine towns of the 23 that are in. You know, we want our judge. We want our prosecutor. And you can assume why they do. But uh, this home rule has killed the state of New Jersey from its inception. Uh, and, and, you know, I, I was planning to ask you about the county court system. Uh, is, is that working? And are you working towards getting more towns to participate? Um, I've said this before. I don't rule by decree. In fact, I don't rule at all. I'm an elected official that is answerable to the people. The Mayor's Association, we've talked to them, and we did get nine towns to come in. Each one of those towns have saved money and a substantial amount of money. Why the others don't want to come in is exactly what I said. They like the fact that they can hire their own judge. They can hire their own uh, prosecutors for whatever their reasons may be, and you can think about that one. And as long as that's what occurs, you know, we're going to be in the circumstances we're in. Every single town has saved money that came in, with the exception of uh, uh, Northfield. Northfield had a deal with Linwood, and Linwood... uh, you know, didn't have a sharp pencil, and Northfield was given a pretty good deal. So uh, they were one of the only exceptions that did not save money. We have towns that are saving tens of thousands of dollars with this municipal court. <clears throat> but, uh, you know, I can't force people. It's, uh, you know, the old uh, trite saying, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't That's make right. it drinking. That's right. And I cannot force the uh, the mayors. By the way, when we did have these things done, 
then the political situation changes. You know, the guy runs against another guy for mayor, and that mayor prior to it liked the system, and the new mayor, uh, you know, decides we're leaving it. So, uh, you know, that's uh, that's been a problem. We've had three towns that occurred in that the uh, the new people reversed it. So it's uh, look, it's welcome to New Jersey. Yeah, five hundred sixty-five municipalities and 611 school districts we have a uh, a, a, a longport longport borough yeah, yeah they have a superintendent have a yeah they have a superintendent i, I know that <laughs> they have a school board okay now you figure that out <laughs> that's that's a head scratcher isn't it <laughs> uh, look all i all i do is report it and try to correct it do the best i can and i have taken my losses and uh, you know, I did take my loss. I wanted a combination jail uh, with Cumberland. Cumberland would pay us, and uh, the freeholders turned that down 9-0. And uh, as far as countywide assessment, as far as uh, uh, nine one one, instead of having all these uh, different dispatchers, and I remember the argument. The argument was, well, how does somebody know where such and such a street is? Well, they don't have to know. They just report it. You can call it into Peoria. Yeah. <clears throat> and they can relate where the problem is. But, I, uh, you know, you can't force. It took Gloucester County and Burlington County, I think, close to 40 years to get everybody on board for countywide dispatch. Wow. wow. Let's go to the phones, Denny. Uh, Frank is in Ventnor. Frank, you're on with County Executive Denny Levinson. Uh, good morning, John. Good morning, Mr. Levinson. Yes, sir. And I, uh, I apologize. Uh, my apartment's being renovated, so I'm strolling in the uh, parking lot trying to avoid uh, cars <laughs> okay. coming in and out. Okay. So, uh, so uh, Denny, this Wednesday I had the uh, enjoyable visit to the ACUA Wind Farm and Wastewater uh, Treatment Facility. I had a nice tour. It was really it's something I re- It's free, and it's free. Recommended to everyone. Uh, very enjoyable. The uh, young lady who gave us the tour, uh, Alexis, she was very, very knowledgeable. Takes any kind of, uh, as many questions as you want. And uh, it was a really good event. Uh, one thing I learned, I, I didn't realize, is that the uh, county actually doesn't own the wind turbines. They're uh, owned and maintained by a private uh, energy company. And uh, I was wondering if you could speak about the deal we have uh, with them. I sure will. Now, I don't want the listeners to mix up the ones they want to do offshore. Our wind turbines are 385 feet. The wind turbines they want to put in out in the ocean, get this, are taller than the Empire State Building. (laughs) Now, we... Republicans are basically against this. The Democrats are for it. But being against it, all we're saying is, tell us how much it's going to cost. Tell us how much we can save. Make sure you can guarantee that it's not going to be detrimental to our marine life and uh, our fishing industry and our tourism. Very simple questions. Now, you brought up our wind farm. It's the first onshore wind farm in the country. When I put that up and agreed with the ACUA that I would back it, first of all, I had to answer questions in every municipality in this county 
before it went up. And the questions, I really had to uh, do my homework. And I satisfied everybody. <clears throat> to date now, these windmills have saved, as you probably heard when you went there, Frank, over $7 million to the taxpayer. And no, we don't own it. But we are reaping the rewards of it. And, of course, the owners do make their money also. But it is $7 million we have saved at the waste treatment camp. And I told the windmill people, the ocean windmill people, when they came to see me, <clears throat> this is what I did. <clears throat> Excuse me. The reason you're running into problems, if you haven't answered your questions, you were so sure once the president of the United States said, yeah, go build them, and the governor said, we're with you, you decided you didn't have to do anything except build it. Well, the people are not satisfied. We have questions. And, you know, you won't find – are we against it? Look, the worst argument of all, it's going to ruin our site. Like uh, I think Ted Kennedy said when they were going to put him out at Martha's Vineyard, we, we want to sit on the beach and not look at windmills. That is minor. The problem is our marine life. The problem is our fishing industry. And is it going to work? How much is it going to cost? And, and we can't get those answers. They screwed up when they began this thing. Those answers should have been uh, forthcoming, and we still don't have them. You ask any person that wants these windmills, how much is it going to save us? We don't know. How much is it going to cost to put them up? We don't know. Does it have an effect on marine life? Oh, we don't know that. We don't think so, but we don't know. Well, that's not good enough, and that's why there's people that do not want them until these questions are answered. Some are not going to want them anyway. But uh, uh, the bottom line here is they had an obligation, these firms, because they got subsidized. I think the governor gave, what, a $200 million subsidy to these damn things? Yeah. Boy, that yeah. rankles me. Yeah, and he took away the tax break for us. Isn't that nice? <laughs> yeah, that's nice. That was supposed to go since they raised yeah. our insurance. Yeah. That was supposed to go to us. Instead, yeah. he gave them to these fat cats, yeah. these foreign countries, uh, companies, by the way, Two million, uh, 200 million. So, I mean, uh, look, I'm just reporting the news. Don't yeah, shoot me. Yeah. Okay. Talk for the purposes of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Frank, thanks for the call. We have another Frank in EHT. Frank, good morning. You're on with Danny Levinson. Good morning, John. Good morning, Danny Levinson. Um, hey, Frank. Danny, you keep making the claim that no taxpayer uh, money was used for the, these uh, these uh, finance these projects you financed, Danny. Uh, Atlantic uh, County is 100 percent your government entity is 100 percent funded by taxpayers, correct? Of course, it's correct. Correct. Now, when you say when you say no taxpayer money is used. What, what's the financial institution you use for Boscos, the FAA? Excuse uh, me. Stock? I didn't say no No taxpayer's money was used. I said it didn't cost the taxpayer everything, Frank. You know you know damn well what I said. If you want to find oh, fault exactly. with it, you can't. It didn't cost you. Frank, right. let me talk. You're the one that makes yes. a comment. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Uh, Two people talking at once. Denny, let, let Denny uh, talk, Frank. I made it clear. I didn't say no taxpayers' money was used. I said it didn't cost the taxpayers two red cents, whether it was Stockton going into Atlantic City or keeping Boscos afloat. Not one red cent.
cent from the tax. You're lending taxpayers' money. How come that money wasn't given back to the taxpayers? That instead of given to 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 them to fund their projects, Danny. There, there's the flaw in your reasoning, Dan. It, it's no, not it, like your previous caller said. It's not your money, Dan. The money should. If you don't spend it on your yearly basis, it should be given back to the taxpayers. You know that, and every one of your listeners know that. But here, Danny, here's the real question. Explain here's what you do. Here's what you do. You just ask your question. Wait, 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 wait. One at a time. Let me follow up with that. First of all, because there's money there, doesn't mean it's going to be given back. We run a surplus of ten million dollars a year. Why? Why do you have a surplus? That's taxpayers' uh, money. You know, I knew you were going to ask that question. Sure. The reason that a surplus is carried is it Mm -hmm. is. If we let's just say for the sake of argument, we spent that ten million dollars this year and gave it to the taxpayers. What What about next year? What about the future year? Our budgets are. Our budgets are five years ago. Okay, Frank. Well, okay. Yeah. We, have a di- we have a difference of opinion, Frank. Frank, thanks for the call. We have a difference of opinion, and I understand, Frank. He can say that, I want the money back, let's give me the money, and then what? You know, it's still going to be have to made up somewhere. And when you have a disaster, having a surplus is healthy. That money is sit there and it gets interest. And any accountant, any accountant will tell you, if you start out with no surplus, it's not a problem. But once you have that surplus and you deplete it, you're in big trouble the following years. And uh, that's not me talking. That's the finest economist in the, really in the world. So that's where it's at. And, you know, I can't satisfy everybody. You can't give money back. And we have given money. Look. You've got a three-cent decrease in taxes this year. You tell me where all the inflation is. The county has to buy gas. The county has to buy food. The county has to uh, pay their workers. We reduced it. You show me other counties and, uh, and states that have reduced like we have year after year after year. I can take the heat. Go ahead. Uh, I'm sorry, Jack. <laughs> okay. okay. That's all right. <laughs> we, we appreciate you coming on. Linda and Absekin. Linda, good morning. You're on with Danny Levinson. Hi, Dan. Wish you and your wife the best in the upcoming election. And I'll tell you what one of the finest CPAs in New Jersey has to say about you. He, when you brought up your, uh, your audits, and years ago he was telling me this. He, I mean, perfect audits every time. You know, this is what you gave us. And he used to say, you know, you would look for recommendations. You never got any recommendations. That's right. And, uh, yeah. Linda, you're so kind to me. People are going to think we're having an affair. I, I find you <laughs> so Oh, no, I am not. <laughs> My wife's listening, so she knows. Oh, Patty, I'm she's lovely. <laughs> but I do appreciate Listen. Perfect audits. You know, when people take that for granted, perfect audits. And uh, we, uh, that's, you know, it's taken for granted here. <clears throat> I used to say to everybody, you know, the year I don't have a perfect audit, boy, I'm going to eat that one. Yeah. <laughs> Your coattails are, are, are down to the ground now. The, the Republicans are fortunate to have you, Danny. And we're fortunate to have you, Linda. God oh, thanks. Bye. Th- thanks for the call, Linda. Uh, Danny, real quick, uh, you're running, of course, for re-election, and 
This is a no-brainer. <laughs> this is one of the biggest no-brainers there is. But who are your uh, running mates in this election? Well, uh, we have an extraordinary uh, group. Uh, obviously, Vince Palestina, who has, you know, in a short period of time as senator, has certainly made his mark. Uh, Don and Claire, uh, Don Guardian, uh, Claire Swift for the Assembly, are terrific partners uh, for Vince Palestina. It's a uh, triumvirate that has been extremely successful, and I am so very proud of him. For sure, we have Joe O'Donohue, who is a lawman for his whole life and, uh, you know, wants to make changes. And, you know, that would be a great debate, you know, between the incumbent sheriff and uh, Joe O'Donohue. I would suggest that uh, you get them on and let them uh, fire away at each other, two lawmen. Let them go at and, it, yeah, sure. And uh, we have, of course, John Risley, who has been on the commission freeholder board for as long as I can remember. And we also have June Burns a councilwoman from uh, Linwood who has an extraordinary background, extremely bright. And, uh, you know, we're very proud of this ticket. And, you know, it's a great year to be running. It's a great year to be a Republican. You know, it's binary choices. When you stop and look, we're running against people that want to defund the police, that don't want to put criminals in jail, that uh, figure if you only stole 500 hours, well, that's okay. You're not going to be prosecuted. This is what's going on right now. They're burning up our cities. They're sleeping our streets. Uh, these are Democrats that have done this. And I know I'm being partisan right now on a nonpartisan show, but you tell me. You don't see uh, the, the, red, uh, the red states. It's the blue states. It's the blue cities that are destroying this country. I mean, people are... We go to New York and Philadelphia all the time. My wife is very, very nervous, and so am I. It's not just because she's my wife. We don't want to go in. So am I. And, uh, yeah, I, I. Hey, I'm with you, and I grew up there, so I wouldn't go back there. I mean, and the saddest part about it, John, is these, these mental cases, or whoever they may be, these thieves, pick them up. Ask any cop you want. They picked the same guy up 15 times. He got a rap sheet as long as your arm. And you know what? They're back out on the street. Yeah, yeah well, he's got a warrant out for him. <laughs> well, guess what? Stop putting him on the street. Of course he's not coming yeah. to court. Yeah. It is stupidity beyond imagination, John. Yeah. Danny, thank you very much for spending some time with us this morning. And, you know, you you can take the heat. You don't have to get out of the kitchen. <laughs> John, you're uh, you do a great job, and I certainly and the, and the people listening should uh, really appreciate what you do. Uh, it's a great show. Thank, Thank you. you so very much. Thank you, and uh, good luck in the election. Of course, you'll be reelected, and well, uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk to you next term. <laughs> your mouth to God's ears. Okay. Thank you. Thank you, Danny. Danny Levinson, Atlantic County Executive, and if you want to reach his office, six zero nine three four three twenty two zero one. A very lively hour with Denny Levinson and a lot of stuff discussed and a lot of, I think, a lot of things accomplished. Hour number two looks like it's in the books. It is in the books. Hour number three is on the way and we have a multitude of topics to discuss. So uh, you'll get into the lively discussion. I'm John DeMassey. Talk with the purpose of the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Hour number two in the books. Hour number three on the way. Don't go away.
95.5 FM and 1450 AM WPTG Atlantic City. WENJHD3 Millville, a town square media station. WPG Talk Radio 95.5 presents Talk with a Purpose. Join the conversation by calling 609-407-1450. Now, the host of Talk with a Purpose, John Damasco. Hour number three, Talk with a Purpose, every Saturday, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John Damasco. Good to have you with us. we got another hour of the show. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. 609-407-1450. Again, thanks to Denny Levinson for coming on. Always lively and informative when Denny comes on the show. And we uh, always look forward to him coming on. What are we going to talk about this hour? Gee, we don't have anything to talk about, do we? Yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I just wanted to, to talk about this briefly. In uh, one of the four Trump indictments happening right now, wanted to talk about the trial in New York. They have made a big deal out of Trump inflating his worth. Now, I have to tell you, in my experience with real estate, and it's been limited compared to Donald Trump, but in my experience... I have never met an appraisal that I liked. And, you know, they were saying about uh, he inflated this, he deflated that. Uh, The twist in the Trump trial is the fact that he is, and I know you'll agree with me on this, he is one of the world's most famous people. So if his property value... Okay, so you have a property, let's say, next door to Donald Trump. And your property, well, they said it's next door to Donald Trump. It's worth a lot more, isn't it? Yeah. As opposed to a property in the middle of Sheboygan, Illinois, which, who goes to Sheboygan? I don't know. But you follow what I'm saying? So this whole thing, I don't understand how... They're saying, oh, that's fraud. How many times I have had different appraisals. One time, this is, and I'll never forget this. I had a property, and it was in Brigantine. And the realtor came to me and said, your property is worth this. And I was floored. It was Four times, four times what it was actually worth. And they said, well, that's, that's worth that. The, the, the comps are. So did I get sued by the bank? No. It's, that's what they said. And it ended up, years later, the property sold for about what it was worth, which was one-fourth of what they had said it was worth. So that this this whole thing of... You know, Trump is, uh, is is committing fraud. And, you know, this thing, this kind of thing with appraisals and uh, property values and such, it's, it goes on all the time. And if we have any realtors listening who want to chime in, I mean, you know, an appraisal's an appraisal. 
And that's what it is, an estimate of what your property's worth. So, now, oh, the, the, the conspiracy. Unbelievable. So I just wanted to comment on that. Let's uh, go to the phone. Steve in Absecon Island. Steve, good morning. Welcome back. Hi, John. Pretty lively there on the uh, second. <laughs> yeah. second half of the, yes. I didn't know I was uh, starting a, a firestorm yeah. there. You, you sure did. Well, I, that's how I feel. And like I said, I hope I was respectful to him because I think he's an outstanding person. I just disagree with his with his principle of funding private businesses with taxpayer dollars. I just have a problem with that. This is why the federal government is $33 trillion in debt because they make bad financial loans. They have giveaways to private businesses and research projects that should be financed by investors and not the taxpayers. And as, and we said this, I called in many shows ago about the Christmas shops closing. Were they too small to save? And Boscov's is too big to fail? I mean, I, I just don't get it. If if the business if the tech business park is so terrific in bringing in jobs and uh, and real estate taxes to Atlanta County, then why aren't investors doing it themselves? And and it's a rhetorical question, and that is because they can get uh, business loans at reduced interest rates by the government. Yeah, and no matter and no matter. How much Denny says that there is a guarantee that, that the Atlantic County was going to be in first lien position, it does not mean that the government taxpayer will be made whole. That's remember right. the cylinder right. battery? Yeah. Well, remember the cylinder battery? Yeah, debacle? yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so, what is, so I don't understand why he keeps saying I'm making guaranteed loans that I'm going to get paid back. Well, if you're getting paid back with interest, why don't we get some of that surplus money back if in some of the interest that this the county's earning? And if it's not the principal that should be refunded back, then why not the interest that you're receiving? Reduce the real estate tax rate on assessed property in Atlantic County or have a sales tax moratorium for so many days so that people who don't own real estate can, can get some tax savings as well. Or reduce the gasoline tax. But no. He's got that surplus in there, and I agree with the other caller. Give that money back, refund it back in in checks. Well, that's you, part of the surplus, isn't it, Steve? Isn't that part of the surplus? It is, but I'm a, and I agree with the surplus. You need to have a surplus for a rainy day. I get it, but but to to what extent? How much is enough? And why is the government in business to finance private businesses? I don't get it. If the banks thought Boscov's business model was too risky, that's why they didn't give him a loan. Well, you know, you're talking about something that goes back to the 80s. Remember the Chrysler bailout? Remember that? I, I disagree with that, too. Well, but 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 I'm, I'm not I'm not saying whether you agree or disagree. I'm saying that there's a precedent for the government stepping in and helping all these kinds of businesses. And Denny just, I mean, he's just one guy in a local, in a local community, but you know, this has been done before. And what would you rather have? Would you rather have them fail? Would, would you rather have that? 
It's not my, hey, look, when I lose my job over uh, because the government decides not to fund some military project and I lose my engineering job, do I go to Denny saying, hey, I, I, I need you to bail me out? I can't pay my mortgage? Well, that, that's true, too. Yeah, that, that's, that's true. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm all, I mean you, we can't, look, you want to fix the $33 trillion debt? Stop giving away money to private businesses uh, either in terms of grants or faulty financial uh, business loans. Also, the local government cannot print money like the federal government can, even though that's wrong too. Yeah, the local government can't print money. We will. We will and, probably and, go round and round in this, Steve. And and you know, it, it's an issue that you're right, but then again. But why is it an issue, John? I don't understand it. If a business, if there's no, let's say Boscovs didn't exist in that building. Let's say it was just a, an empty piece of land. Is the government going to try to sell the land privately when, when the land is owned privately and the landowner wants to develop it, but he has no buyers? So the landowner should go to Denny and say, hey, I need you to cut me a break, just me on my real estate taxes, because I can't find a developer to develop a property on that. Yeah. So then Boscovs comes in, develops the, the building and the, and the, and the uh, business, and then they, because of economic issues or uh, spending habits change in the community, we have to finance that business through our taxpayers. And Denny took a risk. The banks did not want to take a risk on Boscov. The banks did not want to take a risk on Christmas shops. But they, but Denny's willing to take the risk. Well, where's my, where's my tax check for that interest that he made on the money? Oh, it went into the surplus? Well, why don't you give a portion of it back? I get it. I understand having a surplus. Either the government's in, in, look, are we a centralized socialist country no. where the government no. decides no. on what to produce, how to produce it, and how to distribute it? You know, when I went to high school in Philadelphia, like you, John, I always learned that in my civics course. We're a capitalist society. The government does not make decisions based upon how to produce, how to distribute, and, and, what, to, what, to, and what to produce for that matter. That's socialism. That's communism. That's what centralized plan economies do. Is that what we're involved in, John? Because if that's the case, then I throw my hands up in the air and I'll stop talking about it for the for the rest of eternity. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks for the call, Steve. I mean, it's a, it's an issue that we could go round and round on this. I mean, forever. Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. 609-407-1450 is our number in the studio. Let's talk to John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Welcome back. Yes, it said the communists, when they infiltrate a country, <clears throat> they uh, get involved with excessive spending of the money of that country and giving it away. These people can't give it away fast enough, these progressive socialist Democrats, huh? Uh, yeah, it was Mark that said, I will give, we will sell them the rope with which they'll hang themselves with. So... Yeah, take a look at, you know, but uh, to avoid a uh, government shutdown, there's a need to uh, raise the debt ceiling. That uh, That's a euphemism for a kick the can down the road, is yep. it not? Yep. All right. So um, if you go on a consumer pricing inflation index calculator, our dollar is worth four pennies at this point. Ugh. You want to you want to get Oof. you want to get the buggy rocking? You want to get the buggy rocking and uh, Roy rattle some uh, political cages? That thing uh, that hardliner uh, Matt Gates. uh Audit the AT double hockey sticks out of the Fed. We can start there. But uh, now, what was uh, 
the Speaker of the House that Kevin McCarthy is supposed to do. He was he did his job is what he did. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. Yes. Yeah. Yes, they they used the, they use it as a bargaining chip. The, the left uses it as a, bar, as, a, as a bargaining chip against the Republicans all the time. So what was he supposed to do? He was just doing what he was he he, he was just doing what he had to do. But now uh, the neocontra also war hawks, not just the Democrats. Was uh, a two uh, two time Con- Congressional Medal of Honor winner uh, Smedley Butler, who said war is a racket back in World War One. Well, it was a racket back then. It's a racket now. All those billions of dollars that are going over to Ukraine are going, are passing through many, many, many sticky fingers, and they're not. And it, all it's done, doing is keeping the uh, uh, the war machine turning. That's all it's doing. It keeps the war machine turning, and they're making more and more money, and more and more people are losing their lives. And uh, yeah, it, it's a mess what's going on over there. But um, as far as Matt Gates, it says he slammed uh, neocon Liz Cheney. But uh, you know, you want to do something uh, that's going to be useful. Yeah, go after the Fed. You start there. And also amend the Constitution to have a fourth branch of government. Get rid of the Federal Reserve because it, it, it was never put in place to help America. It's always been in place to put money in the pockets of the stockholders who were mainly over in Europe. Well, the Rockefellers are stockholders here, but most of your stockholders are over in Europe. And it was actually uh, Isidore Strauss who actually said, get rid of this, don't do this. He said a year before it was voted in, he went down with the sinking of the Titanic. But had he lived, there probably wouldn't be a Federal Reserve. And that would be a good thing, not a bad thing. It violates our Constitution anyway. What we have to do is we have to we have to get rid of all these politicians on both sides and start anew. And you stick to the Constitution or you get the AT double hockey stick, sticks out. Thanks. Thanks, John. Thanks for the call. Bob and Kate May. Bob, welcome back. Hey, John. Look, uh, I want to talk about crime. But before I do that, you know, the first caller of the hour is absolutely right. You know, government is picking winners and losers. And, you know, in my own instance here, half a mile away, it was a very historic hotel, and two very politically connected owners got all sorts of government grants and super low interest loans loans to to remodel that hotel. And I'm talking like twenty million dollars. Okay, so I'm funding I'm funding my competitors. That's what's going on. And the GM and Chrysler bailouts. Yes, they did pay their loans off. Yes. Jobs yes. supposedly yes. supposedly were safe. However, their bu- business model models just don't work. the The products that are made by non union companies, like and, and are made in the U S. They're U S. jobs, like Toyota, like Honda, uh, like BMW in, in in Spartanburg, South Carolina. Okay, those products are better. They're better. Your advertiser, your Lexus advertiser, they're a Toyota company. They produce absolutely great products. And I I can tell you, 20 years ago, I bought a Toyota Highlander. I was looking at the GM products and the Chrysler products, the similar kind of SUVs. They were horrible, just horrible. Okay, when I test drove them and all, I still have that 20-year-old Highlander. I still have it. Wow. Incredibly reliable car i can't get rid of it i can afford to get rid of it. i don't want to why should you <laughs> no, if it's still running great. right yeah it, sure no it drives great it drives great it's not just just running it still is a great car sure. but anyway point i want to get to is crime and in new york city this past week or so yesterday a 13 year old girl was stabbed to death i think on a bus in staten island 
horrible, right? Last week, I think Seth mentioned the the uh, left wing act a left wing act activist uh, defund the police, Black Lives Matter guy was stabbed to death, unprovoked, random attack uh, by a black perpetrator. Right? Uh, what what this tells you here that the reaction of his girlfriend is really what I want to talk about. She was a total left wing wacko too. Black Lives Matter, Antifa person. She didn't render her dying boyfriend any aid. Uh, the 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 black perpetrator spit in her face, and when the police came, when the police came. She wouldn't reveal any information about the perpetrator, his race, what he looked like, nothing. Okay, and this this left wing activist that died, his friends uh, put up a GoFundMe, and they 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 the GoFundMe was so they could take off and not work because they have got to deal with the grief. Okay. But there was no, and, and their, their, their explanation for this unprovoked savage attack was because the perpetrator was not, was not, didn't have the resources because of the racist society we live in. This is a sickness we're dealing yeah. with. You've got, you've got ideology, Solzhenitsyn, the great Alexander Solzhenitsyn, Solzhenitsyn, sorry. It's a, <laughs> that's all right. It's a, it's a tough one to pronounce. And he wrote the Gulag Archipelago. Archipelago. And you know, he said that, that the, the communist left-wingers, what they do for them, ideology trumps reality. And that's what we see here. Yeah? With crime running out of control, it's not the fault of the perpetrators. It's not the fault of these mentally ill, uh, sick drug addicts, what have you, that cause most of the trouble. Uh, and, and, and the young black men growing up without fathers that just are running wild. Right. It's not their fault. It's no. white society's fault. And that is not what reality is. We know that. Yeah. You know, we, we know that. And we know what the cure is. We, we know what the cure is, is to put these savages away for a long, long time. That's they shouldn't right. be out on the that's street. Right. Yeah, that's right, Bob. Bob, I agree right, with I'll, you. I, I agree with I'll, you. But All right, then, I'm, I'm done, John. Thanks, thanks for the call, Bob. <laughs> that we could probably do a whole show on violence and anti-violence campaigns, and it, it just talk about kicking the can down the road. I have not seen one thing or one idea that works when it comes to stopping violence in this country. Not one. Oh, there's a lot of money thrown at it. Oh, you you better believe it. There's all kinds of programs. 150 million here, 50 million there, 20 million here. Doesn't do any good. Talk with the purpose is the show. Saturdays, 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Also heard on 1450 AM, 609-407-1450. We're going to talk to Joe, and then we're going to talk to Bill. And maybe we'll talk to you at 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. Coming back, more Talk With a Purpose after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. 
It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Ants of Hall Festival at BF Mazio. All kinds of goodies, including delicious and fresh Macintosh apples, apple cider bread, pumpkin bread, and of course, all sizes of pumpkins. BF Mazio, where there's always something special. Don't forget the finest fresh fruit and produce you'll find anywhere. And of course, a complete selection of prepared foods and baked goods second to none. BF Mazio, 601 New Road in Northfield. Online at bfmazio.com. If you want to hear any of our shows at any time, we call it the radio version of On Demand. It's a, it's a marvelous concept. You, what you do is you Google John DeMassey podcasts and they all come up. What a concept. Google John DeMassey podcasts and there's probably 190 shows or so, give or take one or two. <laughs> Maybe we should see if somebody can listen to all of them. <laughs> Taking a month or two to, to do that. 609-407-1450 is the number here in the studio. Let's talk to the man who is running for Atlantic County Sheriff on the Republican Party, Joe O'Donohue. Joe, welcome to the show. Good morning, Mr. DeMassey, and good morning to your listening audience. Um, I listened to your program, and I listened today, and I listened to what our county have said. You know, I could defend many things. Today, but I'm here to talk to you about the sheriff's race. I have asked my opponent, Eric Shepard, to an open debate, not a puppet debate, a real. And what would that entail? It's pretty basic. You ask me a question, I give you the answer. I ask you a question, you give me your answer. That's a true debate, not a pre-planned, pre-questioned, pre-studied. I don't need that. I don't, if you, if you know anything about me, I don't ever bring any written questions or anything to speak about publicly because it's all in my heart. I know exactly what, and I believe I know exactly what the sheriff's office needs, and I definitely know what Atlantic County needs. The sheriff is a constitutional office. Everybody has lost sight of that, including our present sheriff. He does not answer to politicians. He relies on them to assist him. And why would I have to rely on them? We need financial support. We need moral support. But most of all, we need the people's support for this office. It's desperate. Well, We're in troubling times. Joe, uh, I, I hear you, and I really I apologize. I don't know a lot about you. But if you would like, I will contact uh, Mr. Scheffler. And uh, he's been on this show before. And I will see yeah. if I can arrange the, the kind of debate that you were talking about. And it would be very simple. I would ask you a question. I would ask him a question. 
and then the listeners would ask questions. So uh, I, I want to be fair to both candidates rather than give you a lot of time here. So if you could do that, I'm going to uh, instruct Chris, our producer, to take down your cell number so that I have it. And uh, I'll, I'll contact Mr. Scheffler and see if we can arrange that. Okay? We've had many people try to do that. I appreciate it. Um, it's what's fair. The public has the right to know. And like I said, he can ask me any question. I should be able to ask him any question. And he can defend his record. And I can say to the people, whatever his questions are, I'll answer. Okay. Thank you for the call. Appreciate it. 609-407-1450 is our number here in the studio. Bill and EHT. Bill, good morning. Welcome to Talk With a Purpose. Hello, Bill. Is Bill there? Should be. He should be there. And, well, let's uh, let's put him on hold. And let's go to Barbara in Brigantine. Barbara, hi. Good morning. Welcome to hi. Talk With a Purpose. Hi, how are you? Good. Uh, I'm listening to your radio about uh, the surplus. And I think that fellow that complained about it should just think about the taxes they pay here. The taxes are so cheap to be on the ocean and consider that as your surplus. And also, I want to talk about the wind, windmills. I was over there on a tour and they took you outside and you looked at the windmills for like five minutes. And then they took, gave you a tour of the sewage treatment plant. Well, the place stinks like all hell. <laughs> and this is the part that's making me crazy. There were hundreds of, picture a parking spot that you'd park a car in. There were hundreds of pigeons not flying out of there, just in there, shoulder to shoulder. Why? That's disease. That can kill you, that pigeon, whatever it is. Yeah. It killed my neighbor years ago. Why is that at the, the water treatment plant? Boy, I just want to tell, you know, everybody looks at me when I say something about it, like I'm crazy. What am I worrying about? But that's bad. Yeah. And there's hundreds of them, hundreds, 500, like in that parking spot. So Jeez. that's all I'm going to say. Oh, okay. Thanks. Thanks for the call, Barbara. Appreciate it. <sighs> oh, that's, that's all we need. The show is reduced to pigeons. Is is Bill there now? Okay, let's let's see if we. No, he's not there. Okay, well, Bill, if you're listening, you can call back. Dan and Linwood. Dan, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. Yeah, John, we're reading a story about the Colinga, California. That's C O A L in the first four letters. To be ironic, uh, they have the largest ninety-eight uh, charging stations for electric cars. Jeez. Now, the problem with the uh, the whole setup is you go to you go to charge your car, and it's uh, the good news. It's only twenty two minutes. The bad news is if you follow the wires and go behind the shell station, you'll see the real power of the ninety eight chargers. And believe it or not, it's a big diesel generator. Jeez, and you know, and you know how clean diesel is, right? Yeah. <laughs> so instead of using natural gas or, you know, and uh, not hiding the fact that it is powered by fossil fuels and uh, you have to call these people on this. And Houston, the second largest uh, station, is hiding behind a building also and happens to be a diesel generator. So I don't know what these guys are trying to pull. Like Secretary of Transportation Buttigieg, he 
says he's going to ride his bike to work. I think he's about 10 miles away. Meanwhile, he gets in a Secret Service van. They take him about a fifth, a tenth of a mile away from his work. They hide behind a tree. They bring out his bike, and he rides to work. <laughs> and the Secretary of uh, Energy, she is going to do a trip uh, in her EV, but she calls ahead, I guess, and they, they set up a, uh, a car, which is a gas-burning car, at the charging station to save her a spot. And the person gets so mad that they she calls the cops. So now they have to answer to that. In other words, uh, so her trip goes smooth and she doesn't have to wait. The, the car that's burning uh, gas is taking up the spot. <laughs> these, guys are, these guys are winners. Yeah, yeah. Well. And this morning's bad news is they're, they're at war. And that's what ben, Benjamin Netanyahu said. They're officially at war yeah. right now with Palestine. Boy, can't make this stuff up. Can't make it up, can you, Dan? No, you're talking about a lot of casualties on yeah, both sides. Yeah, it's a shame. It's a shame. Um, I, I don't know about these. I mean, what are we going to have in the future? Uh, a, a multitude of charging stations? And then if we all have electric cars, we're all going to be charging? I mean, well, it's, it's a, it doesn't work because if you, uh, you were vertical, and most uh, people in those cities, let's say... Uh, New York City, uh, Newark, even uh, even Fort Lee. If you're going to, you're, you're basically going to be vertical, and you're on the 20th floor. How do you charge a car? Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's a hell of an, that's a hell of an extension cord. Yeah, that's right. Uh, this is not well thought out. No, no, it's First not. First of all, you can't. The, the solar, the solars, and the the wind cannot handle the 98 cars. In the the, the grid just can't handle that. No. No, it, and then when it you're can't. in Los Angeles, California, and they have brownouts, and the first thing they advise you to do is cut your air conditioning down and don't char- don't charge your EV. You know, you got problems. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. They didn't think about that. I, I, I wonder why. Thank you for the call, Dan. We appreciate it. <laughs> oh boy, I, I just shake my head during the show. <laughs> I just, what else can go wrong, Bill? Let's see if Bill's there this time. Bill? Hey, John. Hey, how you doing? You got me? Oh, hey, how are you doing this morning? Good, good. Hey, I called in because I've been listening closely, and it's not the first show that we've had this exchange with Denny Levinson about uh, using taxpayer money to bail out Boscovs. But, you know, I understand both sides of the coin. Uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden gave, I think it was $65 million to this electric bus company uh, yeah. a little over a year ago. And they're doing photo shoots, climbing on and off the buses, smiling. Yeah. Now they're in bankruptcy. And of course. $65 million. That went to a couple different places, if you ask me. Yeah. But that, what do you think of this? Uh, you know, you don't have, it's not the norm to have a guy with business acumen like Denny Levinson. I support everything he did for Boscov. So do I. So do I. But if if you the next guy coming in when Denny retires isn't going to have that level of business acumen, and I I think the caller that uh, felt strongly about using the taxpayer money is talking about that next guy that comes in behind Denny. Yeah. And what do you think of this? I mean, you know, the public's definitely got to get more involved in government outside of the voting booth because now that's even suspect. But if the government was using money, why wouldn't you assemble a group of soon-to-graduate CPAs, 
public uh, display of the money that are allowed unlimited access to this type of transaction, have a website to report to the public. And we can see that people like uh, Kamala Harris and Joe Biden aren't setting up a scam for their back pockets. Yeah, that's uh, a good idea. Now, that, that is a good idea. It really is. Give the kids credit, uh, credit towards a graduation, a, a credit or two, whatever, and then take some of the interest money and pay the college for uh, for whatever costs were involved in in that. And I just think we this is just one way, and we may be able to do this with the college students in a lot of different ways. Um, we've got to get more involved in our government and the spending. They they can't control the purse, and Denny Levinson's an exception. He'll get my vote, and he always will. Me too. Uh, he's not, Me too. Yeah. He, he's not the um, he's not the norm. He's just he's part of a small group that are in government that uh, has a business acumen. The rest of them, uh, you got voters voting for their nails, for their hair job, their hair, yeah. uh, beautiful yeah. hair, uh, or they're black, or they're Indian, or uh, so. I don't know what you think of that. Um, yeah, I, uh, you know, you know what the problem is, Bill. Yeah, the problem is. People who listen to this show and and myself and people like Harry, we're plugged in for the most part on a lot of, uh, I wouldn't say all of the issues, but most of the issues. We kind of know what's going on. But the average person doesn't even pay attention. I mean, you know, I I sat with a a potential uh, client a couple of weeks ago and I was telling him about something with regards to the county and he had no idea what I was talking about. No idea. And it was just something simple like, um, I, and I forget exactly what it was, but it was a, a simple issue that we had had a lot of discussion about. So th- that's a, your idea is good, but, you know, we can't make people be informed. We just can't yeah. do it. So that I don't know. That would help, but... I don't know if it would work, and, and and that's that's all I have to say about that. Thanks for the call, Bill. Appreciate it. Talk with the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey. Uh, let's see. We have John, we have Linda, and we have another Bill, and maybe you at 609-407-1450. we had some time left here on the show. We can take your calls, 609-407-1450. I'm John DeMassey. More Talk With a Purpose in just a moment. If you're interested in driving one of the finest automobiles on the market today, then you'll want to check out all of the fabulous new and pre-owned Lexus at Lexus of Atlantic City. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Driving a Lexus is like no other vehicle on the market. Test drive one for yourself at Lexus of Atlantic City. Whether it's new or pre-owned, you'll be more than satisfied. In fact, Lexus is consistently number one when it comes to customer satisfaction. Visit Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. Or you can check out their outstanding selection of new, pre-owned, and L-certified pre-owned vehicles on their website, LexusofAtlanticCity.com. That's LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Or if you want more information, call 609-641-0008. Lexus of Atlantic City, now celebrating their 26th year in the area. A dealership that you'll enjoy. No pressure, no gimmicks, no hassle, no hype. Lexus of Atlantic City, 3169 Fire Road and EHT. And remember, always online at LexusofAtlanticCity.com. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. 
Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on Debt Free for Life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to Debt Free for Life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. Your WPG Atlantic City Electric AccuWeather forecast for South Jersey. For this afternoon, mostly cloudy, breezy, not as warm, with a little rain. The high, 73. Those outdoor plans can be impacted. Mainly clear, though, tonight. Breezy and cooler. Grab a jacket, low dip into 47. Sunny to partly cloudy, breezy tomorrow. High, 64. To wrap the weekend, come Monday, breezy with clouds and sunshine. The high, 63. I'm AccuWeather's Ruth O'Brien on WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Talk for the purposes of the show, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. I'm John DeMassey, 609-407-1450. Before I get back to your calls, a couple of things. Do you think Joe Biden is being advised to, hey, you know, you better do something? You know, (laughs) he is doing everything he can to gain votes. He announced last week a new round of federal student loan forgiveness. Now, I thought that was dead. The latest step will help 125,000 borrowers by erasing $9 billion in debt. Talk about giving money away. Uh, he's going to do this through existing programs. And as President Biden added, we're not done yet. Some of Biden's efforts have involved bolstering existing programs like public service loan forgiveness. Loan payments, by the way, are resuming this month as we speak now after a three-year hiatus. So he, he's pulling out all the stops. And, and we'll talk about the building the wall, too, if we get time. Let's uh, go back to the phones. John in Ocean City. John, good morning. Yes, sir. Uh, I want to make a comment about solar and wind, but... And after that, I want to ask a question about the future debates between callers and then finish my thought about Matt Gates. But, uh, you know, solar and wind cannot replace at all that uh, fossil fuel-driven electrical grid that we have. It'll never be able to do that. And uh, you can put it on the back burner for now or be an add-on. But, yeah, how about the nuclear? We get our electricity from nuclear fission. But if we had uh, access nuclear fusion, we wouldn't have any waste uh, residue. So that would be perfect uh, for green energy. And also... uh, I, I brought, I'm going to sound like a, 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 a mockingbird or a, a magpie, but, yeah, hydroelectricity, man. I, and I, he was very – Nikola Tesla was very much into uh, accessing the power of water. We can do all those things. Nikola Tesla has more brains than one half of his brain than all these uh, 435 politicians. I'm sorry, but I have to say that's true. But uh, as far as the future debates are now, you're going to ask the question or you're going to throw us curveballs? Well – going to give us time? Uh, Go ahead. Um Here's what I was attempting to do, and uh, John, your your email was kind of messed up, so you weren't getting yeah. emails. Uh, you were our, our 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 number one debater against Frank from Ventnor. Okay. So, yes. uh, and we haven't set it up yet, 
but we will. No, and cool. I'm thinking... I'm not ready right now. Oh, yeah, that's all right. I'm thinking uh, after the election uh, that we'll get into that, okay? Um, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So I will be in touch with you, but I will ask you a question, and then your opponent will be asked a question, and then uh, the the callers will call in maybe and ask you some questions. So that's... And you'll know the position you're going to take, and you'll know the questions in advance. Okay? Yeah. yeah that's cool. Now... I'm no special pleader for uh, Kevin McCarthy. I think this, uh, Delete should have been in there from, from jumps. Uh, anyway, um, Matt Gates has 208 Democrat politicians backing him up with this, you know, removing uh, the Speaker of the House and replacing him with Jim Jordan. Now, that tells me one of two things, man. That tells me he's either a rhino or a, or a useful idiot. Now, which one is it? Thanks for letting me call in. Okay, thanks. Thanks for the call. That's an interesting question. Is he a rhino or useful idiot? I don't know. But I, I just don't think that should have happened. It's just, it's just a bad look. And and I know some some people disagree with me. But, but it's just, look, a, a football team has the quarterback and the receiver on the same page. If they're not on the same page, the team is not going to win. And that's how I always equate a lot of things to sports. Linda is back. Linda and Absekin. Good morning. Welcome back. Great show. Thank you. So, Thank you, Linda. Oh, you're welcome. And a great host. <laughs> and I, and I, and I, I mean it. You're good. Thank you. So, so anyway, yeah, so as I see it, um, Denny is empowered to make a decision with the best information he had available, sort of like King Solomon, when he said, "Okay, we'll go. You know, all right, we'll cut the baby in half." Yeah. And then the mother, then the woman came, "No, no, no, don't!" And he saved the baby. So it's one of those like tough decisions sometimes. Yeah, it is. And the good news is, Denny agrees with everybody who want to challenge that decision. I mean, for heaven's sake, you know. Of course, I know over here in this house, you know, we had a second thought with 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 Boscov, You know what? And uh, but you know what? He made the decision with the best information he had available, and you know what? We're in this house. We're glad. We're glad he did. Yeah, I'm. I, I'm, and I'm glad he did too. But you know, some of the people said it shouldn't be, and and all of that. And we can go around and round with that kind of an argument, Linda. We we know that. But but the bottom line is he saved the business, and that's to his credit. And yeah, I mean, like one. Kohler said, if I lose my job, am I going to go to Denny? Well, of course not. But, you know, there are he programs. He may help you. <laughs> he may. He, he just may do that. But, but I mean, there are programs for that. You know, when you lose your job, you're fired, you get unemployment or whatever. And there are things that there are resources you can have for that. So, I mean, you know, you can just go round and round with that. But I don't have a problem with it. He's smart. He's a, he really is a yeah. premier county executive. Yes, he executive. is. Yes. But I want to say something uh, regarding uh, Craig and, and Progner. I, my gosh, I, I breathed a sigh of relief because I'm right with them regarding what happened in the uh, with McCarthy. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I think maybe if there were uh, eight Democrats that were as reasons as principled as these eight Republicans were principled and why they made the decision that they did with the best information they had available because it took 
courage. And you know what? I think I think it'll be really interesting. I mean, because first of all, we're dying. America is dying if you look at reality. And, but God, but uh, I mean, we're 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 slipping away. And it it maybe maybe we'll have heroes in these eight men. And maybe had the Democrats had eight people like the eight men that we just saw do what they did in, 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 in the Congress, um, maybe we wouldn't have had Nancy Pelosi with all the tremendous oh. things that went down. Oh. So, you yeah, know, I don't look at them as traitors. And as each day passes, I, I like them more and more. At first I was shocked. I went through the shock note, the shock face. And, uh, but no, I, I, I'm liking it and I admire them. And we'll see where it goes. Yeah, we sure will. Linda, thanks for the call. Bill in Tuckahoe. Bill, good morning. Welcome to Talk with a Purpose. How you doing? First good. time caller. Thank you. Um, yeah, well, listen to it, and I think that the show is very important because everybody really needs to look at the history of these people behind the scenes pulling all the strings and how far back they go and what they even did as far you know, not even that far back when they took Kennedy out because they wanted to expand Vietnam. And the same group is running everything today. And Trump is like a small piece of it. And it's just, it's not safe. Hopefully he has good security because these people are evil enough to release that virus and kill 5 million people just to get a direction in a political landscape. You know, that that vaccine that they put out helped a lot of people, but, uh, you know, how long do you need it for? Yeah. You know, my daughter was working on the vaccine originally, and there was seven viruses that were combined to make this COVID, you know, and that COVID was made in a lab that was American-run in China. Yeah. You know, and... and you know, so it's pretty sad when when the people go far enough to kill people because they think of us as peasants so they can get their direction or open the border up specifically to water down the, the, the not the, they're trying to water down the patriotism in this country Yeah. in order to power, you know, and this has been going on for a long time, but there's no, like, verbal history spilled out to our kids about what they did, what they did to Kennedy, what they did to Nixon when he went after them for bringing the drugs in from Southeast Asia. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's like, there's no history about it. And if we try to figure out a way to explain it and tie it all into today and explain it to our kids, they might be able to stop these tyrannists from destroying this country. Yeah. They might. You're, you know? Yeah. You, you just you brought up something, Bill. You you brought up something that really just just gnaws at me all the time, and that's the Kennedy assassination. Don't tell me, don't tell me that Lee Harvey Oswald was the only gunman. I mean, there's no way that a shot could come from the front and a guy was in the back. I mean, that just doesn't happen. Yeah. So I mean, you know, well, he didn't have a gun that. Anyway, yeah. his gun couldn't handle it. His, his gun couldn't handle it, and he wasn't a good shot anyway. He, he was. No. He, and, and, 
He 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 failed one of the uh, one of the tests for for marksman. I mean, so he he wasn't anything. So I mean, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's just I I don't know how we can explain to our children or grandchildren. I mean, I don't know how I could tell my grandson all these things that have happened and make sense out of it. I, I just don't know how. So. Uh, that's that's a figure out a way. Yeah, it's it's a really about the Kennedys. You know, the fact is, is Kennedy called them all out. Yeah, you pull up that told the truth, JFK on YouTube. He's calling them out. But yeah. not only that, but if you get Patrick McGarvey's book, CIA, 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 that came out in '72, he talks about 25 years of mold grown under the blanket in the CIA. And he says that they were in Vietnam for seven years, and this war, they needed more soldiers. So they decided to extend it in 63. At the same time, Kennedy said, hey, I'm bringing everybody home for Christmas. That was his assassination. Yeah, yeah. That's why he got assassinated. That's right. 100% uh, that's, why. That's, that's the fact that he called them out. That's right. That's right. Hey, Bill, good call. Thank you. Boy, that brings back something that really, it still gnaws at me. How could how could a guy from the back and i i visited dallas many years ago and i saw that texas book depository that's now a, a museum and i mean i toured that thing i couldn't i mean you would have to be a major marksman to hit a, a person from that angle it, it just just blew my mind. But talk with the purpose is the show, and we have some final thoughts on it in um, in, a, in a minute. That we'll talk to Steve, and maybe we'll talk to you before we leave you this morning at twelve noon, six oh nine four oh seven fourteen fifty. I'm John Damasi. Final thoughts on today's edition of Talk with a Purpose after these words. Debt. If you hate debt as much as we do, listen. Debt. It's one of the biggest problems faced by 77% of Americans. A system called Debt Free for Life is a smart, financially unique solution. Not only does Debt Free for Life, a proprietary system that you can access absolutely free, help our clients pay off their debts years, sometimes decades earlier, it can also save them tens of thousands of dollars in interest, build their wealth at the same time, and it does it all tax-free. Find out more now. Go to jmlfinancialgroup.com to get your free report on debt-free for life or call Joe Yakovich at JML Financial Group at 856-751-1771. Remember, access to debt-free for life is absolutely free. Check it out now at jmlfinancialgroup.com. And one more time, I'll give out my email because a lot of people do email me during the week. JDADV1 at Comcast.net. JDADV1 at Comcast.net. And of course, you can like us on Facebook at Talk With a Purpose. At Talk With a Purpose is our Facebook address. And it is Talk With a Purpose, Saturdays 9 till noon, WPG Talk Radio 95.5. Let's talk again to Steve in Abseekin Island. Steve, you're going for uh, three today, huh? They say three times a charm, right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> John, I, I want to thank you and Chris for allowing me to call in because I believe taxes is the biggest existential threat 
of our local government, our state government, and the federal government. If we continue to tax and spend and give away taxpayer dollars to private businesses that go belly up, or we give away, we make some good loans and we don't get a refund for financing that business's uh, uh, business model, then just like what Bob said from Cape May, you are essentially competing against your competitors. Yeah. He's right. Yeah. You're yeah. being forced. And, you know, I wanted to make a couple comments about the, the last two callers, the, the guy that had the idea about having another bureau set of people to look over business loans that the government's going to give out. Yes. Bureaucracy is not the answer. More bureaucracy, more layers is not the answer. Because who's going to appoint them? Somebody who's voted in is going to appoint these people, and then they're going to oversee the spending of my money? That's an issue right there. We talk about that all the time with the school boards. Yeah, and to say nothing of, I mean, for the most part, people who who don't listen to this show or to Harry or or any of those types of shows, they're not well-informed. And and they don't know about some of these things. Oh, what's that all about? Oh, I didn't know that. You know, it's just you go along and you you live your life, and you know you don't pay attention to these things, but they're important. And that's, and, and you're and and the reason for that, John, is because when you are an asset owner, real estate, some really big ticket items, you have skin in the game. Yes. When you don't own anything. You, have, you pretty much have no skin in the game. You're just going about your business and you're paying as you go. Yeah. Uh, so when people get, so the woman who said, oh, my, my real estate taxes are really low on beachfront property. Well, that's relative to her pocketbook. Yeah. Right? Trump would say the same thing about his Manhattan property. Oh, my taxes are low, you know, relative to, to what he owns and relative to his own pocketbook. But the tax rate in the in in New Jersey averages around two point seven percent. We're one of the highest uh, t- tax rates on on real estate on things that you own in the country. Why do you think people are moving to Florida? Yeah, and, that's, and that's true. Carolina? That's true. Yeah. You know, so so I wanted to just say that. So it comes down to this, John. Do the callers believe in a centralized planning government or not? You can't have a quasi, uh, I don't believe that in this particular case, this is the time that I believe in a binary result. You're either capitalist 100% or you're socialist 100%. There's no, oh, I'm not really in, I'm only halfway in the swimming pool because I'm, uh, my, I'm, I'm in the three foot section of the swimming pool. I'm yeah, not all the way yeah. in it. You're either in it or you're not in it. Yeah. So, w- so when we, look, Denny is the best pick out of the bunch. No doubt about That's that. That's right. That's right. No, no, I agree with but, you. But I, I agree. disagree. But I disagree vehemently uh, with his principle because he even says it himself. And I believe it was Tocqueville that said uh, uh, voting yourself large S. I don't think it was Montesquieu. Well, so wh- I, I whoever. Think yeah, whoever. Yeah. But, but, the, but, but, but the point is, is well made. You cannot give away money. Uh, for, that's why we're $33 billion trillion in, in debt. So you can't complain about the debt and then at the same time say, well, we're going we're gonna to have research projects are going to be funded by the government and we're going we're gonna to 
use business loans. If the banks don't want to do it, there's a reason for it. It means they can't make money off of it. Right. So why should so why should the taxpayer finance something if the banks can't make money and they deem it too risky? Then why are the taxpayers doing? I don't yeah. care what guarantee yeah. Denny said there was. It's not a guarantee because businesses do go belly up and they wind up paying pennies on the dollar even though they're in first position. Yeah, that's true. Holders. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And and yeah. and John, it's not about you're too big to fail or too small to get a loan. Those people have the jobs at the blessing of the economy, not because of the government. That's it. When my that's... dad, but you you lived in Philly like I did. Yeah. And <laughs> My dad worked at Frankfurt Arsenal during the war war years. Well, when well when the war was was starting to wind down, they didn't need small arms, so he lost his job at the Frankfurt Arsenal because they closed it down. Did they not? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Yeah. Well, he well, how many people were working at the Frankfurt Arsenal at the time? The yeah. government didn't have any game plan to get all. There was more than three hundred, more than what Boscov's had. Yeah. So why is it? So why do we feel like I have to save somebody else's job? Yeah, Steve, we'll end up on that note because we are running out of time. That's going to wrap up another edition of Talk with a Purpose. Thanks to Denny Levinson, Atlantic County Executive, for coming on our show and his usual great job. Thanks to Chris Coleman, our program director and producer, for his usual great job. And thanks to you, the callers. For you, your usual great job. I'm John DeMassey. Thanks for listening. Talk to you next Saturday. Talk with a purpose. 9 till noon. WPG Talk Radio 95.5. You take care. The preceding program was paid for and presented by John DeMassey.